Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Art Brunch. This is, I think, episode, episode six of Art Brunch. It's a really exciting episode. And um, to, uh, for all of you who are watching the show for the first time, um, the travel agency is the, is the name of the channel that we're on right now. And the travel agency is a digitally native platform that hosts contemporary art making, produces art-centered entertainment, and provides digital residencies to emerging artists. Uh, the travel agency's flagship talk show is Art Brunch. And the mission of Art Brunch is to broaden public interest and support for the arts, provide tools and expertise to emerging artists, and to present contemporary art in a casual and accessible manner. That mission aligns with the mission of uh, the guests that we have on today, but we'll, we'll get that to that in a moment. If you're new to Twitch, if you're new to the stream, feel free to interact with us as we go along today, ask questions. We can often get to your questions in the moment and, and provide that to our guests. Um, but if we can't, just stick around. We'll get to your question eventually. Other than that, again, if it's your first time on Twitch, leaving a follow uh, for the channel is really helpful. It's completely free to do. If you follow the channel, you'll get updates for our events, for our shows when they go live. And if you're interested in supporting the stream, the best way to support the travel agency right now is subscribing to our Twitch channel. Uh, the, a subscription is $6, and what that does is provides us tools you know, resources to continue to make new shows and to support our uh, future resident artists. The last thing on that is if you have an Amazon account, you can subscribe to us for free by linking your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account, and you can subscribe to us for free that way, and we get that money. So now that I've told you all of those things, I also want to tell you that we have a co-host, a very good friend of mine, a very good, good person, a man of many talents and strengths of laughter and jokes. You know, somebody, somebody that can do both. Jake laughter Leach. and jokes. See what I'm saying? I can do both. You can do both. <laughs> like, you can. It's, it's never, it's never just one. It's I usually laugh at my own joke, which is bad. Um, well, it's considered bad. I don't think it's bad, but people say that it is. So I feel like I need to maintain who, that. Who are these people? rude people mean spirited like i'm an easy laugh i love that concept like oh i'm an easy laugh and i think people think that that means what i'm laughing at doesn't have like the cons like the 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 meat that it needs but i just think like even if it's not that funny i can find something funny out of it for myself given mm -hmm. that it like wasn't very funny you know yeah and uh i i don't know i just like to it's real i just i'm full <laughs> of joy damn it is that so wrong <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it is wrong. It, you should keep all of those things inside. I think. Okay. Well, Shrek told me better out than in, and yeah. honestly, those are words that I live by. So, we have a guest today. Yes. We have actually two guests today. <laughs> Isn't that First crazy? First time. First uh, time. Big big monster in the chat says he's got jokes! Exclamation point. I think I was supposed to read that earlier. Um, Thank you. We have two guests for the first time. And uh, we have we have like a little a little bio, but I I think we're really we're really excited. We we we've like geeked out about having these people on the show privately, and now we get to do it publicly. 
in eternity because it's also being recorded too. Oh yeah, we'll be like geeking out about these people. It's gonna be big hype in the already. the entire flat circle of time. Hell yeah! So Silver Space is a promotional and editorial platform committed to enhancing the accessibility of the arts. They firmly believe that art can and should be for everyone, and you shouldn't need a graduate degree to understand it. Oh, exclusively, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, one second. Uh, I was getting some feedback there. Um, Silver Space's mission is to provide a platform that showcases artists of all disciplines while challenging the stigmas that surround comprehending art. And we'll get to that in a little bit because I'm, I'm really excited to talk about that. Uh, they aim to develop an inclusive, generative community backed by resources like editorial content and interviews, as well as digital and on-site representation to connect artists' work with the widest possible audience. And the sub, the, like the subgroup of Silver Space, sorry, my producer is talking to me. What is oh, we got a pr producer chat? <laughs> Stand by, everyone. Okay. Will you, has it been like that the whole time? Okay. Um, the uh, the subset of Silver Space that we're talking to today is Cool Whip, and Cool Whip is a is a podcast. Many of you probably are familiar with them. Um, in the fall of 2019, Silver Space was awarded a generous gift from the Luminaries Future Fund, which helped jumpstart the podcast Cool Whip, hosted by co-founder and editor Marina May and artist Nick Schleicher. I think I said it right. He'll correct me in a moment. Cool Whip is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Cool Whip brings you in-depth, theoretical, witty, serious, and absurd conversations with artists, curators, and leaders who are continuously active in our community. Um, they've got a lot of cool stuff, a lot of great artists on the first season, and they're launching a second season soon. So I want to just, you know, welcome, welcome them to the show. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi. <laughs> All right. There we go. <laughs> We're set up. We're blocked by a menu. That's all you need. <laughs> That's I, how I prefer to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here, let me just, let me just. Yeah, there we go. Just. <laughs> hey! there we go. Now you can just see my like weird, long, like, and wacky waving inflatable two band. <laughs> all right. Cool. Yeah. So we're joined by Nick and the menu. Menu May. Hey! Many may. Many may in the chat. What'll it be? What'll it be, <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the show. We're super excited to have you all here. Like yeah. it's it's like a really excited cool moment for us and and like you all are definitely I, I feel like I say this every week now and that just it just expresses the dream that we're living. But you all are like dream guests for the show and it's a sure. it's a meeting of the minds, it's a coming together. So you you're making all of our, our little Little boys' dreams come true. I'm a big boy, Rick. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm 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 older than five years old. I'm a big boy now. Okay. Thank you. Jake's the biggest boy. The biggest boy. But thank you. I was trying to explain to somebody what we were doing today on the on the show, and I could only liken it to like when Conan goes on David Letterman. Mm. Oh yeah. 100%. So that's like the standard I'm holding this conversation to. Oh, great. Nick, are we Conan? Or are I was going to say, who is who? Because, I mean, I, I'm complimented either way, but... I can't decide. I like them both. There we go. That was the right answer. <laughs> I think you I'm going to double down, and I'm put you on the spot here, Nick. Oh. Oh, Rick's... 
Here's Rick Spotlight putting you on the on the. I don't know anything mat. about either of these shows, but, <laughs> but you have to you have oh, to. Oh no! You have to make you have to make a decision for us. I have I to make do. a decision who who I like better. Uh, which no, which show we are and which show you are. Oh God! Well, I guess we get to be Conan. Okay. I knew you were gonna. I was like Nick in his heart of hearts is like wants to be Conan. So yeah, yeah I'll I'll agree with I, that. I wanted to be Letterman, but I think we're more Conan. Yeah, we're definitely. How's TBS we're... treating you? Okay, is uh, that a we're not dig TBS on Conan? Because Rick, I know you're my boy, but I will not take that. <laughs> like I said, that's probably the only thing I know about Conan. He's moving to HBO anyway, he... apparently. So yeah, he's off. He's oh, he's that's going, uh, Oh, that's next level variety show now. Yeah, I think his podcast took over the way he wants to do things, and now he's just like, I don't need TV anymore. I, I w did consider introducing you, Nick, as um, a young Ray Romano, but <laughs> but I I decided against it. Abra! <laughs> That's really good. I used to get so much shit for liking Everybody Loves Raymond when I was a kid. Like, it's apparently it was a lame show, but it's so funny. No, it's so I would funny. record it on VHS and watch it when I was homesick. Hell yeah. No, it's, I mean, I, it's a better show than Two and a Half Men. And oh, as far oh, as yeah. Uh, that show. Shows that happen after The Simpsons, in my case. Because mm. The Simpsons would go from 6 to 6.30. And then after that, it would be like, you know, you'd hear like, men, 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 oh. men. Like, oh, I gotta get out of, of here. It's kind of a banger, but we can That's get That's when I turn the TV off. Um, did did ev everybody love Ra loves Raymond ever do like a crossover episode with Everybody Hates Chris, or did they miss that opportunity? I think they missed it. If I had to yeah, guess, yeah, they probably missed it. Man, that would have uh, been cool. Ray and Chris could have bonded. You know. Yeah, I feel so like left out because I never watched sitcoms like growing up really mm. at all. So I missed like an entire generation of like cultural references. Yeah. So I've been playing catch up with Hulu for like the past like two years. Nice. What been... What were you watching instead? God, I don't even know. Because um, we were all watching something. Let's Buffy be the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For just like 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. We were watching uh, that New Mutants movie, more like Old Mutants, because it took so long to come out. And in the background, there was like a bookshelf, and the only thing on the bookshelf was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> there we go. There was a point in quarantine where all I did was take – on internet quizzes to find out which Buffy the Vampire Slayer character I was. Mm -hmm. And I got Buffy on all, I think it was like seven quizzes. Mm. So I'm just going to go with that. You're, there you you're go. Minted, solidly minted Buffy. Uh, Skate Mom, welcome to the chat. President Linkhold, welcome to the chat. Uh, apparently, I've been secretly studying Conan for my entire career. Is that right? It's, a, it's something, yeah, that's what President Linkhold says. Do you move in the method of Conan, I guess? I don't even like, know anything about Conan except that he might have like orange hair. Well, yeah, you does. need a pompadour he to does. really yeah. be your full Conan. Although Conan's hair is like, he's doing the whole uh, quarantine grow out thing. Mm. Hmm. Is he going to do the Letterman beard? Letterman's like caveman beard? <laughs> and wash it, it in the stream of like Cleveland or of Ohio water? <laughs> he did he did a, a new like my next guest is uh dave chappelle and they were walking on the streets of uh cleveland or not cleveland wherever in ohio dave chappelle lives yeah. and he had his mask on and it was like this tiny little thing over this huge white beard it looked so comical 
yeah freak. president lincoln says god bless letterman and that monster caveman beard i love him <laughs> <laughs> yeah um also president lincoln is uh trying to mutiny the chat again um we have this we have this problem with our chat sometimes where they come here for art brunch but there's like a a, sus a suspect uh, a suspicious absence of food um, and we have a small oh. subset of our audience <laughs> that I think just wants us to eat like pancakes live on stream and and we've got to like kind of tamp tamp that energy down well Rick you know what I'd say I'd say if people really gave a lot of subs you mm. know and were to maybe really popularize the show and we really got to have some sort of operating you know kind of brunch budget you know that's that's how that happens we can hire mm. chefs we can or if nothing else get better kitchen equipment because i could use some and mm. i'll i'll eat on on there let's do it isn't that isn't what the kids call it, a mukbang that's not what that's supposed to be i learned yeah. that with nikono that this week nikono says we demand the mukbang <laughs> see there laura, we go we're on the laura we're already in the same galaxy brain right now laura shilly welcome to the chat i hear marina has mad pancake recipe oh, oh no <laughs> What is I that do. about? I went through like a period of time where I ate a pancake every day for dessert. I'm glad you could keep yourself to one pancake. What every time I eat pancakes, I eat like eight and then I regret it and then I don't want to eat them for six months. Yeah. Well, so here's the deal. So I don't have the patience to like make and flip pancakes. Um, so I would bake one and I have this tiny um, cast iron skillet by Chrissy Teigen. Shout out Chrissy Teigen. She needs help with her brand for sure. So glad we shouted. Yeah. I mean, she really doesn't know how to like be on the internet. So I'm going to pop Teigen, Chrissy Teigen's links her. in the chat. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks Rick. Yeah. She's a relative unknown, um, yeah. but she makes like the perfectly sized, like single pancake, uh, like cast iron skillet. Mm -hmm. So I would make a really sweet pancake every night for dessert. And it was the best tradition, and I'm probably gonna have one tonight. Honestly, sounds oh, it, well, it sounds fitting. We'll have it. We'll, we'll like stream it live. Point? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, guys, I messed up. I should have just had that now. <laughs> I could have been your yeah. Lunch Shit. You should. I mean, there's a 10 minute break. Yeah. Between segments. Just whip I mean, one we... up. <laughs> it uh, only takes about 20 minutes. <laughs> President Lincoln, uh, thanks for the bits. President Lincoln cheered 100 bits for uh, bits to fund brunch. So I think there we go. I think that that counts as one pancake. Wow. So That's, every 100 wow. bits is one pancake for for this uh <laughs> this brunch mukbang that's going to be coming <laughs> coming up pretty soon probably. Um uh, well, speaking if you're of pancakes, sending bits, I have send to me say, 50. Uh every year for my birthday, um we start my family, we start a tradition where you eat one pancake or you are made one pancake for each year you were born. So oh, I, shit. Ooh. So as you can probably tell in la recent years that pile's been getting real big. <laughs> um and we've kind of moved to like more like dime-sized ones. Also like, you know, it's been a little while since like I've been at my mom's house on my birthday or something, but friends uh have have uh kind of jumped in and I've also done it myself. So uh coming up on 29 pancakes soon next oh. year. In, in uh, late February, so anybody, I'll have to put we'll that. We'll stream on the that. Screen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every year. Just you eating twenty nine pancakes yeah. with no pancakes sound, only like burping ever so often. Mm -hmm. 
Everyone, It'll be disgusting. Everyone's saying that 100-bit pancakes are cheap, but like, yeah. I or that's value. I mean, I think it's value. You could pancakes are like a pretty cheap commodity. Like you're not per, if yeah. you can make 29 pancakes for somebody's birthday. I think that like indicates that they're they're pretty easy. They're 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 kind of like low barrier of entry. It was one of the cheapest foods in my opinion. Pancakes. It's I, like popcorn and then pancakes, right? Popcorn, I feel like, is expensive for what you're getting. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you're literally just buying kernels of corn. Are you, that, like, people are you talking about what you buy at the store or what you buy at the movies? Like, just I, store. I mean, like, just like a like raw popcorn in a bag is like yeah. insanely cheap, isn't it? I think, well, I think so, but like, especially at the movies. Oh, it's, yeah. One billion dollars. Yes. We had this girl in my neighborhood when I was a kid. She would just put in a bowl popcorn kernels and pepper them and eat them, and it was like the gross thing to me. Mm. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, unpopped popcorn kernels. She just. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, Linkold in the chat just says, just eat the kernels, you wimps. I I don't know what what, he's like reading. Hey, Linkold, are you my neighbor from when I was a kid? This, Finally. this is a crossover. This is the true crossover episode. <laughs> the truth is revealed. Nick and the Colonel Eater. She's like no teeth anymore. All the teeth are just like whittled down. Ow! I bet you she doesn't have teeth anymore. For real. Um, oh, speaking of canned crucible, we should get into uh, popping these bevs. We're Let's rating pop these bevs, y'all. We're rating. Mine is these... so sweaty. <laughs> It's sweaty. It's a good sweat. That can sweat. Yeah, what you mean. it's so sweaty. Um, yeah, it's like six a.m. for you where you're at. Oh, I yeah, think we, everybody we needs know to that. know to know that Nick is correct. In, going the extra in a half mile. hour, you'll see my face because the sun will probably finally be up. So we're we're taking the uh, the the sober, the non-alcoholic route at least for the first segment. I think I'm gonna have myself a little a little cheeky, bloody in the second segment. But we've Here. got the the good and gather coconut pineapple sparkling water today as the next canned contender. Oh yeah, the, the hand. you got to do the product hand the for the the unofficial routine, sponsor of you know, Cool Whip. Guys, I feel like Vanna White. Yeah, it's it's this always goes one of two ways. It's either the Vanna slash like Price is Right or it's the like makeup uh, face cleansing tutorial. Oh. You know, Can you both? do. I'm very familiar with those. Yes, exactly. Look, look Shout at out to packaging. Target. I love the packaging. <laughs> it's so well designed. Well, just speaking of the packaging, what do you think, Marina? What is what's your oh, vibe yeah, on this packaging? Yeah, you're the you're the you're the expert on packaging. Let's do I'm this. the I'm the coconut queen. What are you calling me fake? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um out the gate. I can't I'm I come with this up you know we'll uh, see we'll see who's fake when i when i flip your camera back to the wrong way <laughs> <laughs> fake in vain that's just me um but yeah so this is attractive packaging it's uh as you can see it's there are pineapples slices mm. of pineapples mm. slices of coconuts it makes me feel warm inside yeah. Tropical. Island Nick, what do you think? I think the packaging's okay. <laughs> I like the kind of muted sheen. Like, it has a shine, but it's it's kind of got a soft one. Like, it's kind of matte. Oh, yeah. The silver is so pretty. Yeah. Yeah. It's silver like, like silver space. Water tries yeah. Silver like silver space. There you go. 
You guys well, want to get a group pop? Let's do it. Yeah. We're going to pop this. A pop across the, the non-contiguous U.S. Exactly. Uh, on the count of three. One, two, three. Oh, yeah. There we go. Oh, just smell it. This smell oh. it. Yeah, you can drink it at ease. You, you've been studying sommeliers recently, Nick, right? I have. I feel like I should pour it in a wine glass and do some spinning. <laughs> some, get some watching. Gar a little garden hose, a little channel, pool toy. Can you... Channel my inner sommelier in Paris. Hey. Hey. Mm. Bring some good and gather to the leave <laughs> in Paris. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. We have a uh, good and gather. <laughs> Jake, do we have any camp? Welcome to camp the podcast. <laughs> Welcome, oh. Welcome to the podcast. This is the pineapple good and oh, gather. Yeah. Good and gather. <laughs> what are these accents? First of all, I know it's like kind of three different ones. Have you guys heard "Oh Hello" the the podcast I was, with Nick I wasn't and John sure. Mulaney? The podcast. That's I, oh no, I, I have a feeling. Yes, I know. Yeah, exactly what you're it's about. it's worth it. It's like a short little mini series. They have Ira Glass on. Oh shit. And um, fuck, what's her name from Serial? Sarah. Uh, uh, I, Sarah something. Something I don't know. Whatever. Sarah She's Serial. super famous in the podcast. Sarah one, Silverman. But... <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. Sarah yeah. Yeah, Sarah Silverman's serial podcast. Like first, it started out about you know about like serious stuff, and then all of a sudden, she was just like playing jokes on people in jail and and like making fun <laughs> of dead people. And I didn't understand. It's a giving people hope that she, that she'd uh, bail them out of prison. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Koenig. Koenig. Oh yeah, Koenig. 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 Yeah, Koenig. Koenig. Well, before we get into this little review of our sweet little Bev here, um, something we like to do is this thing called Can Copy, where we look at the copy on the it's a can. Sub it's a sub-segment of the Canned Crucible. Yes, and uh, what we have here today um, seems like kind of what is known as the Good and Gather promise. Mm. Uh, again, this is Good and Gather, the unsweetened sparkling water, our coconut pineapple. Um, good and Gather is a sub-brand of Target. Mm. Or Target. Target. We're keeping up with our French accent. And um, Paris, here, uh, we have the Good and Gather Promise. Okay. And I feel like I What's should that, stand Jake? tall. And um, what did you say, Rick? I says. Uh, I, keep, yeah. Okay. It was it was something <laughs> affirmative. I got gotcha. you. Uh, affirmative. Uh, so I'm gonna stand tall, my hand over my heart, as we take the Good and Gather Promise. And I hope you all will join me. Um, Every product that carries the Good and Gather name starts with quality ingredients that deliver great taste, making it easier for you and your family to eat well every day. We promise, we <laughs> promise you'll love each bite or your money back. Wow. So if we're actually drinking this incorrectly. We should be eating this can. Um, so Ow, let's get God, it, that let's noise get it is terrible. That's awful. Marina's missing teeth now. This is – oh, God, please. Good thing you're on a please my show please my audience <laughs> so i feel duped because we can't eat this can it's not this can is not cake even though we thought it might be mm. you could slice into it but we'll figure that <sighs> out there you go there we go we're already in this zone. welcome to the asmr can chewing stream says president Lincoln. and nico nico says the good and gather promise art emoji yes <laughs> 
right. What's the what's the art emoji? Is it the palette or is it the art guy? Nico has his own custom art it's emoji insane. for his Twitch channel. You should all wow. go follow follow Nico on Twitch. It is a golden frame with a black field and white bold Liechtenstein letters that say art. There you uh, go. Yeah. That's accurate art. for what we're doing. There as it is. This is art. This is art right now. So we rate these cans on three value metrics on a scale of zero to one thousand. So the first, uh, the first metric that we rate the, the the can on is is flavor. So Marina, do you want to you want to take us away and, and give us what your rating for flavor is on a scale of zero to one thousand? One thousand. Oh, um. Out of the <laughs> fucking gate. <laughs> it's one thousand. Um. Honestly, if we're being honest, I feel like my taste buds are so desensitized to this <laughs> particular beverage. But if I were to describe it to a nascent drinker, I would say it's a crisp breeze with like a hint of coconut, not a ton of pineapple, but what really like gets me is just like the the crisp bubbly sensation mm -hmm. on my tongue it's like pop rocks but like more enjoyable we'll like get less... more into that when we get to the mouthfeel okay. section oh sorry i'm sorry yeah. i'm sorry nick what would you say about flavor on a scale of zero to thousand i'd probably give it a six thousand six hundred and sixty nine wow wow yeah last week we had our first over a thousand rating and it was a uh, a thousand and one, and it was really shocking. It was like a really shocking experience. But we're we're kind of like desensitized now by the shock <laughs> of of just you know popping that thousand that thousand mark. We're we're gone. It's gone, baby. It's you know where we're going. We don't need roads anymore. I tell you what, Sarah do do vest doves. How do you say? It's, uh, it'll be Sarah Dooves. Hi, honey! Sarah Dooves says, do you guys think it tastes like Malibu? Oh. What? No! Stop it! Wow. <laughs> I'm banning Don't you. Don't you dare. Not like Malibu. Um, yeah, and, uh, Skate Mom asks, is it as crisp as five gum? But we'll get to that later. And, we'll get to that. uh, President Lincoln says, how edgy of you, Nick? <laughs> That's what I was going for. <laughs> Nick's the cool kid, the cool guy, the edgy man. Jake, bring, um, us, bring us back to reality here. Okay, so... They're desensitized to my coolness. Right. Um, so, flavor-wise, I was very excited to get into this beverage because um, when we were discussing it uh, in the, in the pre-production, um, I historically hate coconut-flavored things, which mm -hmm. sucks because coconut is often in a lot of things that I like, like added after, like I've had cookies and chocolate things and stuff like that, and I'm just not into it. So the coconut flavored LaCroix, I personally think tastes like sunscreen, mm -hmm. and that's yeah. why I don't drink it. And so that's why I'm like, is this gonna taste like sunscreen or not? That is my metric. So it's a zero or a one on the binary, and because of the fact that it does not and it tastes like sunscreen, and if it did, I would eat the sunscreen all the time. Mm. So by that metric, I like a coconut flavor 1,000. 1,000. Wow. Let's go. 
We're we're moving we're moving along nicely here. This so is incredibly good. so if I if this was my first time tasting it, I would have I would definitely be right there with you guys. Um, mm -hmm. Because the first time I had it, the first moment I drank it, it was the best thing I ever had. Uh, but now I've had like six in the course of like two days, and like <laughs> that that like the desensitization that was mentioned earlier, like now it doesn't taste like anything to me. It's not fun. It's not new. It's not interesting. It really just kind of tastes like water. Like it's water? like mostly water. It just tastes like it's like ninety nine percent, ninety nine point nine percent water to me. <laughs> but I, it's I, I mean it is. it's still pretty good. It's still yeah. pretty good. <laughs> Like so it was the first time you had it when you bought this pack, like yeah. that six you're talking about for this kind of weeks period. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, I think I think with these sparkling waters, people often forget that it is water and it's very subtly flavored. Mm -hmm. And so when, when they're <laughs> like, "Ah, oh, it just tastes like you yelled the flavor out," like, yeah. I'm gonna water. I'm gonna give it a solid seven hundred though. Seven hundred. Yeah. C minus. Okay. okay. Keeping it real. Okay. Um, I think she's an A, but like whatever. I mean, like whatever, Rick. Whatever. Yeah, Sarah in the chat says it reminds her too much of Malibu rum. Um, that sounds like a personal problem. It does sound like a personal <laughs> problem. Uh, President Lincoln says we've lost all touch with our rating standards, and that's true. Uh, Nico that true. says maybe Tech Nine was talking about sparkling water this whole time. <laughs> I, I have it on authority that, that Tech Nine was, in fact, speaking about coconut, pineapple, good together. Mm. Uh, Marina, take us away on mouthfeel. Yeah, I mean, you jumped the gun to this mouthfeel <laughs> metric. And I think, like, now that we've gone through the, the normal steps of this show, you Sorry. should feel relieved and released to, to talk about that, that, next, that next metric that you're, you're looking for. Yeah, so, like, as a person, I'm just always thinking ahead, like, a big next step gal. Um, but <laughs> the thing is, mouthfeel. And that's where it really gets me. Because I could have water. Or I could have an experience. Mm. And this mm. is an experience. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. That's the canned <laughs> copy they need. I, you know, like, I mean, the Good and Gather Promise is one I'm very glad I took and I'm sworn to protect, but mm -hmm. they need additional copy to keep us, you know, like, you should submit something to them, I think. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'll submit something if they sponsor our podcast. How's that? Yes. I'll write copy for yeah. them if they sponsor our podcast. <laughs> you got to get that sponsorship. So you did you give us a number? Oh, uh, I, I'm going to second Nick. Um, I'm really going to mess up your rankings um, because I like to do things my own way. I'm going to second Nick 600,060. <laughs> 600,060. <laughs> Hell yeah. Was, wow. Nick, do you think that was a good follow-up to to the edginess that you provided earlier? And also you can take us away on mouth. <laughs> no, because it didn't even have 69 in it. <laughs> I said 69. You didn't hear me say 69. I literally. You know who I am. <laughs> literally didn't say it. <laughs> I literally said it. Okay. You said six hundred thousand six hundred. I said six hundred. Oh, I said six hundred thousand sixty-nine. Laura Shilly says I did not hear sixty-nine. Nico says I did not hear sixty-nine. Laura Shilly posts six hundred thousand and sixty in the chat. <laughs> 
It was 600,060. There's been a mutiny. <laughs> My god. Poor Marine. <laughs> Hell. Whoa, whoa forever. Oh, DJ. DJ's coming in and he's saying he heard it. He heard the 69. Okay, <laughs> I think it was like, I think it was she just had your brain complete the number for you. Maybe. I mean, I think that 69 is always on my brain. Mm. So it's just like, like it's implied. There, like it's know? an asterisk on everything you say. Like, yes, it is. It is the asterisk to every metric, to every, any, any, any number, really. Mm. It's just, it's, you know, it's there. It's always there. It should it's be our assumed. eternal North Star. Okay, um, Nick, you continue. Continue this, yeah. this disintegration of all of our standards, Nick. <laughs> I'm going to be serious about this one. I think that this particular sparkling water has a really carbonated mouthfeel compared to others. Mm -hmm. I would probably put it like in the 600s compared mm -hmm. to most other things. Like my top of the line mouthfeel beverage probably is Coca-Cola. It gives me the most bubbles, the most kind of like, I kind of burp a little bit every sip I take. Hell yeah. And this particular bubble water, I think, gives me a lot of burping. I don't want to call it gas because it's mouth gas, but yeah. uh, oh, compared to other flavors, on. I've noticed that this particular one is very uh, kind of, I don't want to say harsh, but more bubbly than others. So if I'm looking for a real bubble going down my throat, good and gather. Good and gather. You're so, just here for the gastric discomfort. Yeah, you like that carnal beverage that really, like... <laughs> depraved <laughs> beverage that just gets you going um wait i'm sorry what was the number uh, i would say like in the 600s probably like... 669 okay <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness um i have switched to good and gather whole ass prior to the show because i had my first uh, six pack, uh, or I guess they come in eights, um, probably a month or two ago. And it was like tasting uh, like LaCroix for the first time again, because I think that Target and our subsequent uh, friends at Good and Gather have like really mastered this. And yeah. it's like where like the money that Target makes, they should make the best in house like sparkling water because they have all the money in the world to do so and they actually did it so i want to uh celebrate them with this mouthfeel because i i've been impressed so thoroughly even continuously to now um so i'm going to give this um keeping with our tradition now uh, a 34 35 god uh, in, uh, <laughs> What's a, what is going on <laughs> that's uh 3435 and for those who know, they get what I'm trying to say, keeping with their theme. So, um, Rick, to you. My own show's turning against me slowly. Marina's put on the angry hat. I think we've... We got the hat now. I think that, like... Shania Twain loves this hat. Excuse me. We, Shania's in the chat now. We did something to her, and now she has to wear the, the dark hat of doom. And, and I think we should all be afraid for the future of the show. Um, See, Nick left. I mean, he's out. Like, we're done. The show's over. Nick's gone. This is, like, this is what happens. Do you guys regret asking us to be on your show? Yes! <laughs> Just un unrelenting. <laughs> I love it. Uh, oh, my God. The chat, the chat is saying our, our, all our trust in the system is broken. It's um, gone. <laughs> so let me. I, mean, I have to ask is the hat, is it like. Beyonce has Sasha Fierce. Do you have Shania Fierce with that hat? Is that is that your like your dark side? Um. Okay. So, 
I, I guess, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so I acquired this hat at, I just want to like give a quick shout out to the Waterloo Optimist Club annual bowl drive. Oh. <laughs> um, because that's where I acquired this hat at my very first rodeo. It was oh. my first rodeo. Wow. wow. <laughs> that's and as someone who's currently in our chat right now, Sarah Dubes, there's a there's a photograph taken of me in the hat. And then Sarah, I said, haha, wouldn't it be funny if I was on a phone case? Like a picture of me. I had like a phone case with my own picture on it, like Kim. Because I love Kim. Uh -huh. and... Kim who? Yeah, uh, Kim, Kim, Kim Kardashian. Uh, Kim. I, that's another person that I don't know if you know. Um, I don't think a lot. She's like kind of indie. Um, but yeah, so then Sarah Dubes, Duval uh, surprised me and made a phone case with me and the hat and put wow. it for sale on the internet. <laughs> and so you could wow. buy me as a phone case a shower wow. curtain, throw pillow, uh, box. And then I wore this on Halloween as Shania Twain, and then Shania Twain liked my picture, so I'm, I'm No way. I'm sad. Oh, my God. You're set. What more is there to do? She. I have nothing left to accomplish. <laughs> Damn. I don't really want to do anything else. Yeah, I wouldn't either, things. for sure. Uh, um, I'm just going to try to offset what's going on here and rate mouthfeel zero for no particular reason. <laughs> You're just He's trying mad. to bring the scale down. <laughs> Finally, uh, the most the most um, qualitative metric of all, emotion. Yes. Marina. I mean, priceless. Is that a number? Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. That is a. Yeah, I'm writing it down. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> the infinity exactly symbol. Value, but yeah. Yeah. Um. I yeah. There's really not too much else for me to say on the way that this makes me feel other than it gives me hope for tomorrow. President Lincoln in the chat says, shameless merch self-promotion? <laughs> I, I thought this yeah. was a, a no-free pub zone. <laughs> I, I love how you guys are no-free pub, and then you come into our show <laughs> and just start plugging GoFundMes <laughs> and phone cases and shower curtain jesus christ i didn't make any money off of it it's my likeness i was vintage cowgirl on the internet so some man has me as a shower curtain as vintage cowgirl and nobody knows who she is who is she oh no it's me it's you i need that shower curtain shania fierce wow yes shania fierce <laughs> shania i don't even like country laura shilly <laughs> exclaims who is she in the chat <laughs> yeah let's get some who is she's in the chat yeah um load it up nick uh emotion i'm gonna go priceless as well this one holds a lot of emotion <laughs> for me it's, okay. it's uh, i think it's the first uh good and gather that we ever publicly prom promoted on the pod uh it's my staple good and gather and uh, i couldn't live without it wow. we're getting lots of who is she's in the chat thanks chat that's what we need <laughs> Can we get a who is he for me, please? We'll see. So I'm not, not going to signal boost that, but we'll see what they say. <laughs> keep this. Let's keep it. Um, Rick, emotionally, if we're, I mean, I hate to not bring who it back they? to earth, but, you know, I, I am a, I'm an artist and I need to um, work in the material world and 
I think if I had emotion, you know, for this drink, um, I will say I don't know if I could feel any better than I do right now, given the vibe. And every yeah. drink, it's not just the drink. It's the vibe. It's the room. It's all of that. Um, so I think uh, I'm going to go with Priceless. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm going to go with Priceless as well. I can just see Rick's heart breaking. Yeah. Yeah. Rick oh, is so, okay. so upset right now. <laughs> My heart... My heart was breaking for a period of time. It was breaking, but it was breaking open. Uh, yes! My heart was an oh. egg that was cracking, and me as a little chick inside of the egg, inside of the yolk, I ate the yolk, I grew myself up, I started to grow so big inside of myself that the whole world started to feel small. And that might have been the breaking that you saw, but it was breaking, and it was breaking, but it was the shell cracking. And now I'm a little baby bird crawling out of the egg, crawling out of my shell. This shit is fucking priceless. <laughs> Yay, we did it. He's like the Grinch. We made his heart grow from zero to a priceless. I, I, I've never seen Rick do that, whatever that was. <laughs> it just have, like, the uwu sparkle eyes emoji eyes was really scary, and I, I'm... I'm glad I wasn't alone to see that. <laughs> Incredible. Thank you, Rick. Thank Ropey. you so much, Rick. Uh, I feel, as speak for Nick, too, I, I think that we feel seen in uh -oh. our presentation. <laughs> God. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. Wow. Thank you all for the help there. Of course. Um, I've completely lost all control of chat, so you guys <laughs> Linkhold highlights a message chat. We need to start an intervention for Rick. I don't think they I, I think that they need to understand that this is a good moment for me. That this is this is my baby birding. I baby birded myself into my own mouth and <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna kick it over as i tabulate these scores and, and contemplate the re and, and contemplate reality we're gonna kick it over to jake for his signature series uh the horoscope corner these are the you have no idea how excited i am <laughs> well welcome everyone to the horoscope corner uh i'm your host jake leach and um today we have uh a, a, you know a little bit of a uh, a new vibe on the show today having two guests you know mm. it's a lot of firsts we have you know 600,600 on mouthfeel we've got two guests <laughs> how am i supposed to write this in a calculator <laughs> keep going sorry well and i also love that we're each wearing a different kind of hat i just want to note that we each mm. oh, yeah. completely different style and i, I love that this calculator. i like um, the beanie over the headphones it's yeah. kind of like like without being like I, I, it invokes images. It invokes yeah. images. I'm not sure exactly yeah. what they are, but it, I, I'm 100% sure it's invoking something. I, I feel invoked, invoked right now. Um, so something, you know, as, as often, usually we've had uh, one artist on at a time, and they have one sign. Well, we have two guests on, uh, and what we decided to do instead is to see what was the sign of Cool Whip the show the podcast itself on the day it was born on the most approximate date we could what is the sign of the show because i think something that people don't know is things can have signs cities have signs mm. uh i think 
like you know anything in this world that has a birth date that you can find a founding date uh you know when uh something was erected you might say that has a date and because of that you can now have an astrological sign associated with it um so last i heard um the show was born on uh september 21st is and that would then subsequently make uh cool whip a virgo and Virgo is a mutable earth sign. And roughly what that means is an earth sign, as you probably all know, earth signs, uh, they're loyal, analytical, kind, hardworking, and practical. However, they are also, uh, they have shyness, they worry, overly critical of self and others, all work and no play. Because, and I think that makes sense because Cool Whip is all business. Mm. You guys, you guys just only really yeah. so yeah thanks for loosening up a little bit today i know uh, you know this isn't yeah, normal really for you guys, you guys and 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 that it yeah that this is a real stretch and it might be kind of like off brand for you guys but, but i just want to say that i appreciate it keep it full business um, yeah, we had to swallow a lot of pride to come on here yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've been called for that. dead so <laughs> I love the ever the the best laugh is the one you can hear way in the <laughs> yeah. Someone's microphone. <laughs> it's the best one. Um, so we're gonna get into your guys' horoscope. Uh, something uh, you know, typically we do this for the artists in their last week. I because you guys are on the cusp of your next season. I like to think that we should do this for your whole past season uh, to reflect mm. on the past season with this in mind. Again, we're throwing caution to the wind here. So. Uh, our horoscope we have here for y'all is, you will find that you relate very well to others today, Virgo, and in the past. Uh, your communication will prove to be quite valuable. You may, find yourself... <laughs> you may find yourself in the position of arbiter simply because you have detached mind that people need to resolve disputes. Take an active role in the lives of those around you and see how your life... Uh... <laughs> Uh, your own life benefits from the generosity of your actions. So Aww. if you guys could just kind of ruminate on your past season with maybe that in mind, what, what's coming to mind here? Island Nick, go for it. Happiness. <laughs> Happiness and uh, feeling grateful that we had uh, some really awesome guests that we got to talk to. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was in retrospect – the I like the term arbiter kind of yeah because it we I like to think that everybody that we have on we're just giving them an opportunity to be exactly like who they are and we're just like the conduit for that and being able to like stimulate those kind of conversations in a genuine way has been like that was the goal when we started and i feel like that's the goal that's that was the product when we when we ended that Absolutely. so that first season so. well and, and uh google defines arbiter technically as a person or podcast uh who settles a dispute or has ultimate authority in a matter so i, I mean, think yeah. the pursuit <laughs> of the arbiter is is never done but that is mm. that is in your guys's world and we thank you for being sharing your your light onto us and i hope that uh, you can ar ar arbit, mm. uh, ar arbituate. Yeah. Barbituate, ar yes. Barbituate our show. Arbite. Arbite. Arbitate. Um, and now to my favorite section of our little uh, horoscope corner is who are the rappers 
that share the same sign as Yawal and, and this, this podcast. So in this okay. case, we One have... second here, Jake. Before oh, we yeah? get to that, let's build some anticipation. Sure. Okay, let's do it. Um, Daily Bastard in the chat says, is that the Marina May? Oh, God. Who is that? Yeah. Daily Bastard. Very sharp headwear in this stream also says Daily Bastard. And oh, President Linkhold redeemed some channel points to ask the question to you, why are you like this? <laughs> so that's that, that was the question that was the channel point redemption there gotcha wow we, we just be like this we be like this it just it do be you know yeah do, do be or not do be they don't think it be like it is but it do but it do y'all do be um all right the the anticipation has been properly built jake take oh, us man. away i love this so much um so there's just so much here. Uh, our Virgo rappers, and what a, what a cast you guys have in this world. First, we have Lil Yachty, <gasps> Lil Zan, Lil Tekka, Wiz Khalifa, Easy E, Rockin' It Old School, and in the New School, Famous Dex. We've got Flo Rida, nice. Two Chains, <laughs> Ugly God, Rich Brian, Ludacris, Nas. God, what a balance! It's a lot, a lot there. Skepta, he keeps Joe going. Budden, Oh, it keeps going. Wale, um, we got Foxy Brown. Yes. And I saved the best for last in my personal favorite, Playboy Cardi. Mm. Ooh. You guys, my goodness. You guys are in good company. Do uh, any of those particular ones feel like they speak to you? Lil Yachty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty, <laughs> Ugly God. Mm -hmm. Ugly God, for sure. Love, shout out. Yeah. Nick, what's your favorite Lil Yachty song? Oh God, I don't have a favorite, but right now I've been listening to Top Down a lot because it's just uh, such a good song. Um, I think Yachty's great on everything. Wow, yeah, I really like Lil Boat. <clears throat> I like I like the personality, the personality, and I like I like him kind of like shifting oh, into like dividing those more and i think that he should continue to kind of divide them like he has the little yachty stuff and then he has mm -hmm. the little boat stuff because yeah. those are like yeah. those are completely <laughs> different vibes and both like very relevant inside of the type of music that he makes and and you know maybe that's kind of like that's kind of like you know the the marina nick connection on cool whip that like oh. someone's the little yachty someone's a little boat sometimes you switch it up little boat and little yachty do a song together do an album together? Yeah. Yeah, no I think figures. I think Yachty and Tyler need to do a song together where uh, Lil Boat and uh, Igor or Igor can have uh, their own section. Too. Oh, there you go. Or Little T. I, I wonder if Tyler's ever going to drop like a – what is he? Is it Little T or is it Young T? I don't know. His – he he drops that from time to time, but that'd be that'd be a cool collaboration if he lets lets that cat out of the bag at some point. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Very well, good. Low boat or am I low boat? Um, you can be a little boat. I mean, my name is Marina, so I'll take low boat. Wow. <laughs> can be little yachty. I got Island Nick too in the chat. I mean, yeah. my God, like y'all are on theme, on brand for. I sure. got my I got my little boat hat on though. <laughs> <Little> boat. <laughs> 
All right, that's going to that's gonna take us to the end of our first segment here. We're going to slow down and take a short break. I did want to let you know that I did tabulate the results of oh, the uh, Can Crucible numbers <laughs> here. And the number that I got to was uh, – oh, hold on. Sorry. Um, it's going to take a while. I, I, have to, I have to understand this. It's I think calculated it's six, 69 million uh, – 696,969.69 repeating, I think, was what it ended up uh, coming out Hell to. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's like kind of crazy that I, I put all of those into the calculator and, and did like the normal math, yeah. and that's what it came up with. Like, that's wild. It was really. Yeah. Yeah. It was like really. I had fitting. a math professor friend of mine do the same calculations, and they came up with the same number. So. Oh, cool. Okay, perfect. Super good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. Thanks. Is this a nutty professor? <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> so that that's a show. That's a show that's happening. That's what's going on here today at the travel agency on Art Brunch. If you're interested in checking out Cool Whip, check out these links I'm popping in the chat. If you want to hang out with us at the travel agency, check out these links that were popping in the chat. If it's your first time on Twitch, and it probably is, I'm looking at you, follow the stream. It really helps. Just click the little follow button. Your name will pop up, and we'll all go, wow. Um, so check that out. Ch try that button out. Make sure that one's still working. Uh, thank you all for sticking around. We're going to take a 10-minute break, and when we come back, we may or may not be more or less serious. So you'll just have to have to tune in to find out. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Welcome us back to the show. Thanks for sticking around. Wise Guy McFly says wave in the chat. What's up, Wise Guy? Alex Optional with the Alex Optional custom face emote in the chat. The Alex Op smile. What's up, Alex? Um, thank you all for hanging out. This, if you don't know, is Art Brunch, episode six of season two. We have our guests, Cool Whip, here, a subsidiary of Silver Space. For those of you that are just joining us, I did want to let you know what Cool Whip is. Cool Whip, in the fall of 2019, Silver Space was awarded a generous gift from the Luminaries Future Fund, which helped jumpstart the podcast. Cool Whip hosted by co-founder and editor Marina May and artist Nick Schleicher. He didn't tell me if I did it right or wrong the first time. Cool Whip is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Cool Whip brings you in-depth, theoretical, theoretical, witty, serious, and absurd conversations with artists, curators, and leaders who are continuously active in our community. Yeah, Ferrari. You know what I'm talking about. R.I.P. Ferrari this year. R.I.P. Ferrari this year. Uh, uh, James Van Zant, J.M. Van Sant says syrup. What's up? What's up, J.M.? Code word, code word syrup. Hi, right, welcome back, y'all. Hi. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for having us. Oh, we're live. I'm, I'm a part of Cool Whip now. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually not on our brunch, I, so you should interview me with them now. Sorry. That's Wait, how that's how this happens? We just made a little deal, a little backdoors deal while on the break, and um, I'm actually oh. in Cool Whip now. Sorry. Damn. You switched. Guess yeah. I'll just go back to what I used to do. <laughs> Run the ship by myself, on my well, own. You know, I mean. No breaks. I mean, 
we will make it happen, Rick. I'll I'll see you on summers, on weekends, alternative Thursdays, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah. We'll have like a divorce kid settlement. Over yeah, here. yeah, exactly. So what's up, my two and guests? And he's out of here. And I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. what happens when you join Cool Whip. It was a joke, Rick. Please. My treachery. God. <laughs> Alex says treachery. Uh, Laura Shilly hearted syrup. I don't know if I missed the joke, but I think it's a good joke. I'm happy you said syrup in the chat. Syrup's in the chat? Syrup's in the chat? Uh, okay. Wait, syrup. How do you guys say syrup? Syrup? I say syrup. Sy- no, you do not. <laughs> no. Syrup. Do what? people say syrup? Syrup? Uh, it's actually pronounced scissorp. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, Jake's right. Uh, S to the Izzo. Slizzer, slizzer, you're right. Just saying. H to the Sizzo, B to the Zero. Uh, Did you know Kanye West produced that, tr- that song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I found that he out produced recently. all the good ones. Yeah. He produced it. I was like, I didn't know he did. Clangers. Clangers. Clangers out the gate. I thought Linkin Park produced that song. Uh, Woe Forever's asking, <laughs> was wasn't later. a shower curtain in the deal? Oh, did- later. Oh, <laughs> And uh, Alex Optional digs the hats. So in the in the second part of this show, we talk a little bit about like the art. Typically, we have visual artists on the show, um, but that's that's slowly changing. We wanted to broaden the the. Um, oh, uh, DJ asks Jake, did you get a shower curtain as a part of the deal for switching to Cool Whip? Which um, makes a lot of sense. It's in discussions. My people are talking to their people. Um, okay. I'd like to go on record. Like, Put it on the rider. Yeah, but next to the green M and M's. But yes, yeah. you know we'll talk, we'll chat. But yeah, so typically with the visual artists, and as we kind of grow as a show, we want to open it up to curators, people that are working in art institutions or working in art nonprofits. As we like move ourselves into the nonprofit space um, slowly this year as well. Uh, so instead of like looking at the work in this segment, which is what we typically do. Um, we're we're going to talk about the podcast and and talk about kind of like some of its beginnings or, 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 or the direction of it. But the, the place that I think is best to start is um, is this this place here in Silver Space's mission. And I think Silver Space's mission is really close to the mission of the travel agency. In Silver Space's mission, it says uh, providing a platform that showcases artists of all disciplines while challenging the stigmas that surround comprehending art, inclusive, generative, community-backed resources um, in the widest possible audience. So that's kind of like the, the synopsis of that part there. But I think that there's something really powerful about challenging the stigmas around comprehending art. That's like, like why art brunches, like casual conversations about contemporary art that I think a lot of artists, a lot of people in our uh, like in our cohort or a lot of our peers are all coming to this idea at the same same time that like the spaces that are set out for contemporary art discourse and conversation are often like highly f- like fraught with issues of like etiquette and access. They're often in spaces that are inaccessible or don't feel appropriate for a lot of people to go to. And like in, by doing that, sometimes the artist can be can feel like they have to like limit the expression of themselves in those like formal speaking spaces but i just wanted to kind of start there and and ask 
um, ask you all how this idea of challenging stigmas that surround comprehending art came to the forefront of Silver Space's mission. Marina. Okay. Um, yeah, so that, that the challenging and the ability to gain access to understanding art was something that kind of hit me my senior year of college because I was studying art history. I had, you know, this, you know, big lexicon of like knowledge and, you know, whatever. And this like, not, I don't want to say like haughty outlook on it, but like you, you really do. Like you feel like an insider when you study art and then you go to a place like a museum or a show when you're able to understand or comprehend it because of, you know, the the brain goo in there but like i would my first project in college was to write a wall label for the st louis art museum it was a bosch and borgel show and mm. the whole point was to write an extended label which meant that it was an opportunity to get someone to take more than the four seconds because when you go to a museum they're the average time that somebody spends looking at a work is four seconds mm. they like read the wall label and then they look at a work for four seconds and the whole goal of that was to get someone talk was to get someone to look at the work for longer than four seconds mm -hmm. and so that concept kind of stuck with me and i was like after my senior year in college, I started working at the Contemporary Art Museum. And I kind of noticed how intimidating, especially a lot of contemporary art was, mm -hmm. um, even for somebody with like, an insider knowledge of that. And I like I was scared of the work, I was scared to like, give a read, I was scared to critique, I was scared to, you know, think about things. Um, because it felt inaccessible to me. And I was like, if this feels inaccessible to me, I can't imagine what it's like for somebody else for, you know, on a number of metrics. Mm -hmm. um, so when I started Silver Space with Sarah, we wanted to kind of break that down and make it feel like you could be in that space and you can provide an opportunity for some for an artist to speak without the need without the pressure on them to feel like they have to revise what they're saying constantly because they have mm -hmm. to live up to you know some sort of like academic standard and we basically just wanted to bring work that we loved to the widest possible audience um yeah. i don't know if that made any sense it did whatsoever. no it did okay. it made a lot of yeah. sense yeah i actually had that article from stl public radio as as one of like the the references that i wanted to bring up at, as at the first part of this like you're quoted in that article saying if i was a friend describing this to another friend how would i get them to look at it washington yeah. university student marina may says <laughs> you know like it's it's great to have this like this juxtaposition between in st louis like what's understood to be like the golden, I, I mean, in some ways, like the golden ticket to the art 
industry is like this Washington University Sam Fox School degree, but then to like go through that process, that process and that program, and then to say like, how would I get them to stick around and be like, oh look, that's really cool. Like it, that, it's like it's it's really awesome to think that. Like, first of all, I think it's helpful to let people know, like, the levels of education that you've gone through. But then also, like, because of that education or in spite of that education, depending on how you want to look at it, that you come back to this idea of accessibility. Um, so so I, think, I think what you said made a lot of sense. And it, it is really important to start, to start challenging those things. When I... When I think about contemporary art and, and being involved in it, like we have we have these structures of viewing art at like SLAM at St. Louis Art Museum, where in most of the museum you you can go there as like a normal person for this act of like appreciation. That we're taught that like the way that you look at art is through this lens of appreciation and you appreciate it through the history or the legacy or just like purely its age but a lot of those lenses of appreciation start to disintegrate when you get to more modern and then like contemporary works because the amount of information that's propagated in a popular culture to give somebody the tools to appreciate this work is like not as much so they get in there and they're like wait why am I like how am I supposed to appreciate this instead of like engaging in the critical conversation in the contemporary moment. Like, CAM is a space for critique, is a space for, for criticism. Like, you can come in there without uh, a BFA or an MFA and look at the work and, and develop your own approach to understanding the work. And, like, it's all super valid, I think. Yeah, 100%. And I think you kind of hit hit that, too. I think that when the in looking at art one of the things that i think a lot of people think is think is well, what am i looking at what am i supposed to be looking at mm -hmm. and the thing is is that you're supposed to be looking at what you're looking at mm -hmm. you know and with older works it's people there's like a history and a context and like this whole canon behind like why it is, you know, we're looking at these things and that's a whole other conversation. But with modern and contemporary, there is more, um, there is more fluidity. Mm -hmm. And I think dependent on like subject matter as well, those access points can be, you know, more recent or more um, kind of like readily available. Mm -hmm. because maybe the images are being culled from like recent pop culture or dealing with, you know, ongoing subject matter that's like readily available. But I think too, with contemporary art, because it deviates so much from, you know, that historical canon and can be way more conceptual. I think that there is, you know, another barrier to understanding that because then that's not art in the, in the kind of like layperson's understanding of like what a textbook work of art is like painting yeah. like on canvas you know what i mean well and it's hard to communicate that with individuals as a part of like a learning structure and and say right. like high school because like we still haven't ratified the history of contemporary art like that's the whole point is that the history is like not yet ratified and we're right. 
we're kind of getting to that place with, with modern art where like I hear less and less people saying my five-year-old could do it um, as time goes on because those works are starting to make like more sense. There's enough time and it's been distilled enough through the process of like institutional uh, function and, and messaging that it's like, oh, okay, like modern art, cool. But then you get into like pop art, like now pop art's kind of in that spot or, or you know, there's, there's kind of this like changing timeline as things become more solidified and ratified in art history. But like, that's the whole, that's the whole thing that's hard and challenging about contemporary art is like, this, this is the beginnings of like its ratification of, of like placing it in the, in the broader art historical context. And we're not really sure like if the show at Cam is eventually gonna make its way into a new wing at SLAM. Right. Yeah, I hope that's yeah. not that's not too jargony for for people, but um, <laughs> definitely something that something that I think about a lot. Yeah, and I mean it's the 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 cool part is that right now I feel like the way in which we assign value to things is so much different than how it has been, you know, previously. Mm -hmm. So if you know, not saying that like cool with the podcast or you know a platform like y'all like it has, you know, the tremendous impact to like rewrite a textbook. But if you have the ability to bring attention to something that you think is relevant and important because you believe that it has value to you, hmm. then maybe that contributes to like its value at large. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the segue that I was looking for in that like, that same structure that happens between contemporary art museums and new wings, like when the museum has to build a new wing to contain whatever the next wing is, you know, then like uh, the same thing goes for like the gallery space, like the gallery space and like the, the interactions that we have at, at this level of artists is like giving each other attention and helping each other clarify our positions in the world and, and like, culminating those so then like the gallery is the gallery like monaco is the gallery that's helping us begin the beginning of the ratification process but like cool whip and what i hope for art brunch and for the travel agency is like another form of beginning to tell that story of these people who then uh continue their their journey and 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 that's <coughs> what happened with silver space and the connection with you, Nick, right? So if, if I understand correctly, Silver Space, um, I, th I don't think it was you, Marina, who interviewed Nick, but um, somebody from the organization. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was. Interviewed uh, yeah. Nick. I mean, when they were first starting out, um, they were doing a lot of the, I mean, just the written interviews, obviously. Oh, our stream. And our stream I dropped. had One second. a show coming up at one second, Freeze Nick. 3. Did I cut out? Yeah, one or second. Freeze. Okay, our stream dropped for a brief moment, but we're back on now. So if you could just tell us again how your connection with Silver Space began. Uh, I had a show coming up at Grease 3, RIP, and um, I had seen that uh, Silver Space had done a couple of interviews with some artists that I was familiar with in St. Louis, mm -hmm. and they were open. Most importantly, they were open to uh, solicitation. And so I emailed them and I was like, hey, I have a show coming up at Grease 3. I'd like to promote it. Uh, I'd be interested in meeting with you guys. And they came over, Marina, Sarah, and they had an intern at the time, uh, came over to my studio and did an interview and uh, promoted the show that way. 
and I just got, you know, familiar with uh, Marina and Sarah through that. Um, and that's kind of how I got pulled into Cool Whip over the years. You know, Marina would come over and work with Laura on Silver Space stuff. Um, so we became pretty close. And she had always talked about doing a podcast. I was always interested in the idea of a podcast, too, because when I discover a new artist, um, I look up as many interviews with the artist as possible because I feel like that's my best way of getting in the headspace of the artist you know i don't really like to read a lot of the curatorial kind of writings about the work because mm. i feel like a lot of times they kind of just like we said they take their art jargon and kind of uh press that artist's work through this like mold that then makes you know their writings um, <laughs> yeah va valid but I, I mean i'm not oh, trying to spaghetti. say it's invalid you know they, they, they do what they do for a reason but yeah. i think it's mo more important for me to hear what the artist has to say about their work you know from their own mouth uh, and I felt like, you know, going to openings and things, there's a lot of questions that I had, uh, that I wanted to ask the artist, but being an artist, I hate when people ask me those questions at an opening. Mm. Uh, I don't want to have to sit there and explain the work when I'm trying to bounce around and talk to other people. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it would be cool to just be able to have these conversations with the artists so that, uh, it would give access to the audience uh what the artist is about their work they could be pretty candid about it and uh i feel like interviewing someone it, it pretty quickly breaks down that art jargon that you can uh fall back on with your artist statements etc yeah yeah and you have that opportunity uh in the model to you know set the stage and set the intention i'm sure there are art podcasts that like kind of are an extension of like the institutional way of speaking and disseminating information and and again not to insult that i think that there there is uh value in theory um and i think that there's value in an art historical context and in space especially depending on the artist and, and where they're at in their career um but with with cool whip it, there's you know like out of the gate it has this this funness to it it has this like work in pro process progress i always get those messed up and it makes me feel like i'm <laughs> like a mush mouth man same, what is it same mission work sure. in progress work in progress, in progress yeah. i'm trying to like solidify that in my brain maybe this is the moment <laughs> but the the work in progress idea of it too is like we're working like we're all working we're not established i mean like some of the artists uh, hit like go in between like being very like established figures and and other people are like very in that like emerging stage and 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 even from my perspective, the people that I think is more established artists are definitely works in, in progress as well. So like from the beginning, Cool Whip kind of has this like this fun vibe. It's like, let's get together, let's be cool and let's let's hang out, which mm -hmm. I think sets an interesting stage for the conversations that you all end up having on the show. I'm jump on yeah, it's, it's, it's been one. nice kind of kind of playing off of that, uh, that kind of branding that we've set out from the beginning, the, the, the kind of fun, more um, uh, playful vibe, I guess, because mm -hmm. uh, when we can interview the artist, they come into it with that mindset too. They're not coming in with their, you know, uh, you know, their thesis ready to go. Mm -hmm. They're just kind of coming into it with an open mind. Jake, did you have something to say? Oh yeah, I was just well, since we like know the meaning of the name clearly, but like, how how did you guys like? What was the process of coming up with the name? There's <laughs> like a, te a text chain of a million things, and Marina came up with Cool Whip out of the blue. <laughs> no, so it was such a joke because, <laughs> because we had to submit 
for um for the grant for the futures fund grant mm -hmm. they were like what's the name of your project and i just like kept thinking i was like i i don't know like name like work in progress like i i, I don't know i don't know a name for this and then it was it was a group text and i was just like what if we just called it cool whip like yeah. work in progress because yeah. i i can't think of anything else and then yeah. it made sense were that, it's not that prior, you couldn't like think of anything else. It's that you could only think of one. <laughs> okay. Because my yeah, question was going to be, were there any me. demos? Yeah. Like, were there any ones that were like, that was almost the title. Like, what's on the cutting room? There's nothing that stands out in my mind. I think we threw out a bunch of bullshit yeah, and nothing no, was good. Sure. <laughs> Mostly <laughs> okay. me throwing out stupid things. God. I can only think of you, Cool Whip. <laughs> yeah. You only have eyes for Cool Whip. <laughs> I really wanted to go with Nick Schleicher's podcast, but. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> power grab yeah <laughs> way to do it yeah he was gonna infringe upon my my territory there um wow. yeah <laughs> the nick schleicherettes the um so then so then uh nico says total conan move total conan <laughs> Just own him. Just, just Nick. That's the name of the show. We're gonna start making merch and just a Schleicher on it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, and Laura says Grease Three. R.I.P. That was from a little bit ago. But yes, R.I.P. But yeah, that was a pretty big running joke when we when we started the podcast. It couldn't have been like a full episode, like a full complete episode of work in progress, you know, um, without <laughs> without mentioning Grease Three. Okay. So Greaser is an instrumental, and I'm just gonna throw it out there. So now this is a full this is a full episode now. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's we've hit the marks. We've really yeah. hit all the moments. Yeah. You have to like check off everything in the matrix for okay, sure. Okay, good. Oh, I'm glad that we are staying on brand. Um, yeah. What is the so so why a podcast? And in a broader sense, uh, and you can you can choose to answer this however you want. But what do you think? the role of a podcast is in the St. Louis art scene. I think that it, there's something, something there, but I'm not sure if, if like there, there was a, a thought process around like, why take the step to make a podcast and, and Marina or Nick, you can answer it. I'm not sure who, who has I think insight. that like the podcast, uh, I'll just speak first because I know Marina's going to go for a little bit on this one, but uh, <laughs> I think the podcast, the podcast is important as an artist because, you know, we're working with our hands so much. I know a lot of artists listen to podcasts while we're making work. So that was the first initial kind of, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I want to do podcasts. I know um, when Marina and Sarah and Laura were doing the initial interviews, they were recorded and they became very like kind of long form conversations that they would have to then filter down into a, a couple paragraphs for the webpage. Mm. Um, and I think that's kind of really where it came from. Yeah, no, um, Nick, what was that? Oh, I was just handing over to you. Yeah, as, wow. yeah, we'll just prepare to age a hundred years as you, as you take us on this, this yeah, long this explanation. <laughs> um, well, the short explanation is I love podcasts. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a podcast junkie. Nick is a podcast junkie as well. Um, it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so we had just volume of like recorded material mm -hmm. and 
I would transcribe or Laura would transcribe uh, the interviews in full. And there are a couple that really stick out to me, but the one that like pretty much like pushed me over the edge to where, because people had been like kind of coming up um, and saying like, you guys should make a podcast. And mm-hmm. I was like, that yeah like that would be great I, I don't know how to do that but okay um but the one the interview that really pushed me over the edge was Brittany Boynton's for mm-hmm. her opening show at uh when she opened with uh Liz Moore the, at Coons their first show their inaugural show that was like we were sitting on the back porch of uh Kunst, aka uh the the best gallery on what is it arkansas street or whatever mm. down there <laughs> um they've since moved uh and haven't done a show in the pandemic times but um we were sitting on the back porch and i just found myself like re-listening to the audio and the conversation with Brittany like over and over mm. because it was so funny and it was poignant and deep and i was like i don't know if there's any way for me to like properly transcribe this in an interview Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um and so that kind of like from that point i was like very open and, and keen on the idea of doing a podcast because i felt like other people needed to hear directly from the artist and like editorial content is cool and great and i love to like talk about and theorize and critique and evaluate you know works which you know i haven't done in a while but the most interesting thing to me is the ability to really get into somebody's brain in a conversation that is making a a work because it's a different like it's a different experience you never get to do that and where we have this like unique ability right now to be anthropological in that way mm-hmm. like there's no no other point in history could you listen to like a two and a half hour interview with like gerhardt richter on a mm-hmm. podcast i don't know yeah. how fun that would be young gerhardt like, richter <laughs> yeah but like you get like you can't do that we have the ability to do that and to be able from from like an anthropological or like historical lens be able to go back in like 25 years and be like what was happening right Mm -hmm. now like what was amazing right now like you can hear that that's so freaking cool yeah Yeah. i'm i'm really curious about that because i think that a lot of people don't think about their podcasts or maybe editorial spaces Mm -hmm. as like archival like sort of almost like library style things that it's it's and you know, it's not just that, oh, I just have cool friends and I want them to be known. Because I, I do think in a city like St. Louis that there are kind of some gaps where people in the scene are like, oh, I'm just going to fill it myself. I'm just going to make sure that these people have a voice. But I think beyond that, uh, you know, it's not just like zines and show posters, you know, in terms of like bands or something like or like radio rips from the one time your friend was on KDHX in, in St. Louis. So like now it's like, well, we can do we can record this ourselves. We can be our own, you know, STL on the air. We can mm-hmm. be our own podcast and not just like, have again, have our cool friends. But because you guys, I, I think, have the, curi- the the curiosity, but also the curatorial uh, wherewithal to be like 
these people are awesome and here's why not just because they're my homies mm. and beyond that people that may not know these people's art in at this exact time because any of these artists could go move on to the for you know any corner of the world right. but you would know exactly how where they were at that moment mm-hmm. right it's like the it's such an interesting opportunity and i kind of liked how it, it, so the st louis art scene community and i'm curious to kind of like hear what y'all think about this too but like it is it's it's small enough it's big but it's small enough to where like you do have homies you Mm. know what i mean oh yeah and like even i wanted to and i think nick felt this way as well but like wanted to not only like speak to to our friends who you know we love and we've known but we wanted to like make new friends mm. in that you know what i mean <laughs> that's oh, yeah. the only reason people start podcasts let's it's be honest totally self-serving yeah. <laughs> is it just make new friends it's an excuse make new friends and keep the old that's the girl scout yeah. code of honor <laughs> yeah yeah so i want to way ahead of it on the podcast i want to put a put a kibosh on you asking us questions because you're not going to take over our show okay conan i know you're on letterman we see you we can start asking us questions i just want to let you know that's that kind of shit's not going to fly around here but to answer this one question um yeah i mean we 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 like consider that (laughs) we consider that and, and 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 struggle with it at points where like in the formation of creating the show, it's like, okay, I want all my friends to come on all right away. And like, let's, let's knock that out. But like, and that's cool. Like, that's kind of how I got started. But even kind of from the beginning of our brunch, it was like, okay, who can I reach out to? Who can I like work the network? Like after I had Moira on, like Moira is like one of my favorite people in the world. And and I was like, Moira, like who should I have on next? And then she sent me like a list of five people that I had never talked to, but then I could just say like, hey, Moira said I should reach out to you and and have you on this thing and like work inside of these networks and try not to have Mm -hmm. it be like nepotic. Like I don't want this show to ever be like self-serving in the sense of like, I'm having this person on because they're my homie. Like most of the time, even if somebody is my friend, I'm having them on because I'm really, really interested in their work and I want to like, have an opportunity to talk with them semi-professionally about what they're doing, which can still be kind of hard to do even with, even with our friends. Um, so it gives us that opportunity to set aside an hour in your, for you all, or I don't know how long the recordings are, multiple hours, and then for us, like three hours to just be focused on them. Like when you're hanging out with somebody, there's always this interplay of like, oh, you should talk next, or we should talk next, or, like, I want to make sure you're feeling heard. No, I want to make sure you're feeling heard. It's like, no, come on to Art Brunch, and, like, it's my delicious opportunity to, like, ask you all the questions that I've wanted to talk to you about, and there's no getting out of it. You just, like, have to right. answer my questions. Oh, my yeah, gosh, it's so I mean, fun to, like, force people to do that. Sorry, Nick, go well, ahead. No, it feels like whenever you're recording it, something happens, and they immediately go into this other other state of kind of explaining where you kind of break down, even though you're friends and you can kind of be lighthearted. Uh, they, I, there's, like, a sense of gravity to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, really and I important. think it's funny that, like, you know, we're talking about bringing more people you know, allowing more access to, to, to these ideas and like, how can we do that in a gallery space? Well, it's like, well, how do we do that in a media space? You know, mm-hmm. like, how can we 
um, not just broaden it by using language that is more open, but I'm going to like bring in an artist that they themselves maybe didn't get as much exposure as you would like. And I think inevitably mm -hmm. you, you kind of become your own curatorial curatorial service in a way like you are your own curator mm -hmm. so i'm i'm curious in the sense of a like you guys being curators now in the in the podcast world like we want to have these you know i think 15 episodes in season two we'll have uh that many more artists um how do you guys approach that as far as you know emphasizing certain ones and and kind of making those those decisions we kind of just have like a long list running of people like dream guests and then uh, other people uh, kind of come up as as things happen. Um, I think that's kind of why uh, taking the break has been nice because things are happening. But um, toward the end of the podcast, it was nice because at the beginning we were interviewing people that we were like very close with, you know, so mm -hmm. we could kind of work out our kinks. I don't want to say that, you know, those uh, weren't as good as the later ones, but I think we worked a lot of stuff out. And then as the podcast started going, it was funny because like we had a list of people, we were going to stop at 12, uh, but the, the cam thing happened. So we kind of mm. expanded. Um, and then uh, some other things happened and we added a couple extra interviews toward the end that just really uh, kind of put a nice exclamation point at the end of the season. I think we really finished us off strong. And uh, so we're open to like, you know, things coming our way, which is kind of nice. We don't have a set, uh, roster for season two we haven't really reached out to a lot of people yet mm -hmm. uh so I, I like how it kind of just goes organically yeah for sure i guess and it I, could backfire but i'm hoping it doesn't i want to take that opportunity to shout out what's you know part of the reason why you all are here too is is season two is coming you all had funding from the generous futures fund from luminary from the luminary for the first season which is awesome that they do and and i think that project got kind of turned into a COVID-centric granting fund for artists experiencing struggles this year. Um, so, so that's great that the money is going there. And I'll, I'll be curious to see if Future Funds shifts its focus again back when we can get past this damn pandemic. But right now, Cool Whip Season 2 has a GoFundMe available. And uh, <laughs> the, the copy, I like the copy. It's, we need your help. When we first started the podcast, we had no idea anybody would even care. But because of your rave reviews, we're excited to serve you up a second heaping spoonful of 15 dope conversations. With your help, you can make this happen. And we want to like shout that out. And I just uh, personally want to ask travel agency viewers if you have something to spare. I'm going to drop that link into the chat, the GoFundMe specifically. But if you have something to spare, if you have something to, you can contribute to cool whip like a dollar five dollars like whatever it is like go help them because this shit's expensive your donation is going to support their audio equipment their platform subscriptions i don't know if you all know this but it costs money to upload podcasts to platforms like mm -hmm. it costs real real money uh post-production services so they can pay their people publicity and marketing so like you don't have to donate in the future that some other poor schlub will have to donate in the future <laughs> you, you know like you can take take a break and let somebody else in the massive network donate in the future but please donate now and uh time and labor because like it's a labor of love but like it can be a labor of love and money yes yeah. you know and like y'all deserve money for what you're doing and if if you're in the chat and you've listened to an episode or if you listen to five like think about like the value of that and think about what the value of that is and like it's probably five dollars 
you know, $5 a year. If you can do that, that's crazy. So if you go the donate to the point. link I dropped in the chat there, tell it, tell them travel agency sent you. And we really, we're really excited for, for season two to be coming. Absolutely. For the price of one, one trip to Starbucks, instead you can fund uh, uh, actual service in society, not just your, your next sugar uh, blast. So just take one off. Yeah. Just thanks, take one thanks off. for promoting. Yeah. Don't make us get no. Ira Glass to call you. You guys have been listening to oh, yeah. it for free. We're going to have Ira call and make you feel so guilty, and we're going to put it on the podcast. This yeah. is live on Twitch, too. We could just start FaceTiming people. Yeah, we need to – let's get someone on the air <laughs> and just really blast them and get their credit card information over the air. That's yeah. Like, I think we should reach out to Dennis Rodman first. Okay. Um, first. <laughs> number one. That's, that's the first person. But A, thank you, Rick. And B, Jake – um, it is so funny that you bring up like your next Starbucks order because I think about like my charitable donations in terms of like this is one Trenti iced cold brew with a double shot mm. that I could I could have spent these funds yes. doing something more productive and Nick did shame me into donating monthly to St. Louis Public Radio. Mm. Hey, so, I, whenever I, I as well do that. So, but yes. <laughs> Well, and honestly, I like that idea of your exact order that you said because that sounds like it's over five dollars. So actually, everyone, is it? It's as uh, six sixty-seven. Six sixty-nine. So everyone, please yeah. go to the GoFundMe and donate six dollars and sixty-nine cents. Um, I think everyone that does, you'll be known as the real. Is there like some list you guys gonna have like true tier like donate the donations people? Because you know museums have it where everyone is donating you know over ten million or whatever the hell. You can have everyone that's done six dollars and sixty nine cents. I think that's we've got a couple of people donated sixty nine dollars. Yeah, you can't well, do yeah, better. That's 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 the top I, top tier. I'm on the website that's, yeah, that's right the bad now. List. I'm on the website right now because I'm getting my donation together. And, Rick, yes, and <laughs> you can't do cents. You can't do cents. Yeah. Oh wow. So they're really I mean like sixty nine cents adds up, you know what I mean? It does. Yeah. But I mean, but you know, this it's it's this easy. You do this, you tip GoFundMe, you drop drop seven bucks, and then you're good to go. You you share your credit card information live on air, you're good yep. to go. <laughs> so so check it out. Yeah, check Nico out, says guess you'll just have to do sixty nine dollars. Yep. Yep, there yep, you Rick. go. There you go. That's a tall bro. order. <laughs> Shout out to the travel agency. That's a Trenta order. That's what that is. Oh, that's a Trenta right there, boy. Yeah, that's right. We're Trenty vibes, bro. Yeah. As we is I, it Trenty or Trenta? Tre- I Emma? should know. Oh my god. I think it's Trenta. Is it Trenta? Oh my god. Excuse yeah, me. but Trenty sounds so good. The Nina, the painter, it's the Trenty Maria. I was a yeah. former <laughs> former partner myself. Oh, okay. I yeah. see. No, so. Trenty. Okay, it's Trenta. Yep. Don't yeah, get it. Yeah, I, I, well, I you know what it was. You know what it was? Venti. Venti. That's what I was thinking of. I was combining those. It's Venti and then Trenta. Yeah, yeah Trenta's 30. Venti's wow. 20, oh, yeah. Trenta's 30. And then, which is 917 milliliters of liquid, apparently. So, you guys yeah. think Dolly Parton would give us a million dollars for Cool Whip? I think she would give anyone, at, like, any number of money yeah. if you're just if you could, her. Like if she you just could seems like get her y'all on the seem phone. real sweet here's some money here's a million dollars the problem the problem with these sponsors is getting them on the phone if you can get them on the, I, if i can get them on the phone i can sell anybody it's true oh, yeah 
You're you know, a real wolf. I get Street, you. I get. You know? I get Coop on the phone. Sell you immediately. Yeah. I saw the. Yeah. I saw the shift happen. It was sold in like a minute. If I get, yeah. you know, if I can get Dennis Rodman on the phone, boom, traveling to North Korea next day air. Like we're That's out right. here. If I get Dolly Parton on the phone, free boob job. That's for me. <laughs> I might gift it. I might take it myself. Like boom, it's just as easy as that. Why not? But Why it's not? just it's just hard to get him on the phone. Yeah. See, Dolly, where are you? Nico says Dolly would Dolly. definitely give you sixty nine dollars, and That's Sarah Dube says Dolly for Prez. Dolly yeah. for Prez. She knows. Yeah. She knows. She She's the woman of the world. There's um there's a quote from uh Khalil Robert Irving's uh podcast or episode with you on Cool Whip, which I encourage everyone to check out. I was listening to it last night and uh I just like I, I thought um this particular part was was really cool. It, it's uh he said yep. in that podcast, if you aren't receiving the validation you're looking for from your work, then you might need to consider changing what you're doing. And I think that that's like a really good thing for artists to hear. But then, like, where Rick comes in is flipping that around and saying that, like, you, if you are receiving the validation for or from your work, then you should consider not changing what you're doing. Like, yes. and, yeah. and, like, you all are receiving, are receiving that, uh, are receiving that validation that you're looking for. And I think that it's, it's really important to continue what you're doing and to find ways to continue what you're doing oh shit drew drew nico in the chat just says i've been convinced i dropped my 69 dollars who's next no way. Oh. bring it bring it thank right you there. so much we got it right there <laughs> oh wow. baby okay Thank Thanks, you. Yeah, we all hats off to you. Let's all do it in the chat. Oh, hats, hats off. Hats off. Hats off to you. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wait, so, that was amazing. That was so sweet. Thank you. I can't hear you guys, oh but God. but I, yeah. I, so there it is. Shout out. And to I don't mean to co-op this moment, but I, I believe this is what's known as the uh, the art brunch bump. So uh, you're welcome, guys. Uh, you know, just remember us when you're famous. <laughs> It does real things. Thank Shout you. out to Nico. I pop pop the links to Nico's Twitch in the chat. I know that's not what he paid for, but that's what he gets. No. That's what we Nico, the love, baby. St. Louis streamer does art stuff, does video games, plays Cuphead like a madman. Uh, <laughs> recently, doing some some runs there. So let's wow. uh, let's shout that out. Thanks, Nico. Yeah. Big things popping. There's not really much we can say uh, from that before we take our next break. So we're just gonna let that air out. We're just going to let that air out. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks to everyone for donating. Um, I'm going to drop my dono here in a little bit. Thank you all for watching the stream, for being a part of the travel agency, for being a part of Art Brunch today. Uh, we feel really fortunate to have Cool Whip here with us. Um, we're going to take a short 10-minute break. You can expect us back at about 12.10. And... Um, we will talk a little bit more about the podcast, get a little deep, and then we'll go to our 10 questions of triumph and put Nick and Marina through the gauntlet. So you can look forward to that. If you're liking the stream and if you haven't followed already, please drop a follow. Keep that support up. Nico says, support the arts. Clap, clap, clap. So, yeah, no, you know, practice what you preach and preach what you practice. So shout out everyone. We're going to take our short break and uh, we'll be back soon. Hello everyone. We're back.
Thank you for hanging out over the break. Nico in the chat is musing about somebody running over one of his prints with a lawnmower. It's the kind of audience that you can expect from the, the Sunday art brunch. Um, for those of you who are just joining us, we appreciate it, but you're going to definitely want to check out the archive of this to see the, frankly, wild. I don't even, I, I don't, I don't want to use like a term, like a, a mental pathology to describe what took place in the first section, even though it, it'd probably be one of the most, uh, good, best use cases of that. But, um, it, I would say that it was very, very wild first segment. And you're going to want to definitely check that out. So the way that you can check that out is this show is going to be archived for two weeks on Twitch. So you can watch the show and see the chat um, and kind of follow along of the experience. Skip ahead, go back, you know, all that cool stuff. After two weeks, we upload these shows to our YouTube page and to our podcast page. So I'll pop the travel agency's links in the chat there. Um, the YouTube houses just the visual art portion of the show, which will change a little bit for this one. But typically on YouTube, you'll see the visual art portion where we're looking at slides from artists. Uh, and then the podcast is a very, very lightly edited version of the entire show for posterity there. I just cut out like the breaks, basically, or if we have any technical issues. So you can hear all of the shenanigans over there on the podcast. Please like, comment, subscribe, interact with those things. Uh, because it really helps us reach more people. And you want us to do that, right? Welcoming our guests back here. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello. hello. Um, where we left off, we were just, we were, we were swooning over artists who support other artists and trying to, trying to like find ways to even like communicate our gratitude sometimes is difficult. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's a good place to be good place to be, you know, on the edge of, of the gratitude that you're, you're able to <laughs> manifest or, or to create. And, and I usually ask guests this during the break, but I want to ask you this here is that like, so we've talked about kind of the, the birth of cool whip and, and the, the perspective we've talked about season two, but I want to open up the floor to you all. If there's anything in particular that we haven't touched on yet that you're interested in talking about in reference to Cool Whip or Silver Space, um, or, if, or if there's anything, anything on your mind in regards, in regards to that. And if there's not, then there's not, and I'm just gonna crack this Bloody Mary. <laughs> big Yummy, uh, Big Yummy has entered the chat. Big Yummy. <laughs> Nick, what you got? Island Nick, you, you got anything? I don't know, I just, I mean, I think, uh, we covered a lot of good things. Um, I do appreciate promoting season two. Um, I, I think I like to reiterate that season two, I don't think we're going to change any of the formula that was successful in season one. Uh, though I did like to joke that we should just skip season two and go straight to season three to avoid any pressures um, <laughs> being placed flex. on season yeah. two. Uh, season two I, is I a lost I'm, season. <laughs> I think I've been over overridden in that uh, dream, but you know. Yeah, I'm just excited to get back into it. This is getting me excited doing the, the video with you guys, um, getting my, uh, my my talking skills back. <laughs> Learning how to write by hand, you know, like, wow, I haven't, yeah. I haven't done this since, you know, spring semester. Come <laughs> back. 
Can't do it. No, I, I just kind of wanted to like piggyback on that. And then Rick brought up the quote from uh, Khalil about things that bring you validation. Like this, just like on a personal level, every time that we, we record a Cool Whip episode and talk to someone about their work, being able to be a part of that and being able to provide someone that space is the like probably if I can, the, I'm not exaggerating when I say this, but it is one of the most validating things like I've ever done in mm. my entire life, just from like, like a spiritual perspective yeah. you know what i mean That's like amazing. it every episode that we record gives me like this new life and it's so interesting mm. and it's so fun and even if nobody listened which you should listen yeah you know, <laughs> obviously listen smash but, that like, motherfucking like button <laughs> yeah like it subscribe <laughs> tell your friends Review, leave us some reviews give us five stars yeah, that'd be nice. We need all the stuff. Yeah. No, I fully, like, I fully see what you're saying. Yeah. It's Go like ahead. I would still do it. Like I would still want to do it because it's yeah. So there's there's freaking some fun. feeling that I get from doing the podcast. Like it's a similar feeling that I would get when I go to openings. Um, and you you kind of talk to people, and I always. And I always seem to be like going into openings with the mindset of like, I'm only going to like, stop for like 10 minutes and then go do my thing after that. Like I'm not going to stay very long. And then I end up staying until like, they're like, Hey, you have to leave. Like, <laughs> uh, just because you get talking to people and like you get, you know, in the conversations uh, that you didn't think you'd have talking to people you didn't think you'd talk to meeting new people. I met a lot of new people uh, specifically at cam. I miss those openings. Um, and so like getting that feeling back to the podcast has been pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And the elephant is in the room is, um, this, the value of this shifted for you during the course of recording. So you began recording like art brunch existed as an idea before COVID happened, but it only really like actually started to be produced during, during, uh, the COVID pandemic wear a fucking mask and with cool whip like you all were recording episodes in like a pre-covid world and like kind of on the cusp of of the like the rise of the pandemic and and the value shifted i think i think the value shifted probably in an interesting way from like oh we're just hanging out and talking with friends to like oh we can't hang out and talk with friends and like nobody can go to openings and nobody is having those experiences at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I miss recording them. We would record them in my living room um, around my coffee table. And we'd like almost exclusively do it at night around like eight o'clock. So it was always dark. And there's something about kind of talking in a circle um, in almost dark that uh, made conversations kind of go in a different direction than they have been since we've been doing the, the Zoom thing. Um, which isn't a bad or good thing. It's just different. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think Zoom has been uh, particularly, um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's really helped out the podcast. And it's really helped out our ability to kind of broaden our reach from just people that could come to the apartment to now mm. literally anybody that has Zoom. 
Yeah, it definitely. But and I will say too though, there was like I am super excited to like I you know, whenever the pandemic's over, again, wear your mask, do it. Um but the when we first started recording, Nick and I did like what was it? We batched like six episodes before you left and we yeah. did all of them. And there was just like this, this feeling of like intimacy too. being able to like record, you know, all together around this like coffee table. And there was like always inclement weather, like whenever the guests <laughs> would be like driving, there was like, like a snowstorm and then like a thunderstorm. Jordan McGurk's was like so cute with the thunderstorm and Nick was like, which I get, like we're gonna be able to like hear the lightning and then that was funny but like you know what I mean yeah. it was just this whole different like setting so I am really looking forward to be able to being able to return to like that level of intimacy especially mm -hmm. when you're talking about art which is can be like really lofty and like theoretical yeah obviously but like being able to just like sit and have like that communal aspect too was like really um I don't want to say magical, but I'm going to say magical. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Shilly in the chat says, cheers to Sean Burkhardt for venturing out in an icy snowstorm. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, and Maureen, I want to jump on what you said earlier about kind of like how like spiritual it feels. Because I feel like I, I know Rick and I had like a little laser moment of like, hey, that's what we talk about all the time. Yeah. Like, I'm so glad you said that publicly, especially, like, again, it's it's being recorded. So it's like, do I, I want to address that publicly, you know, as, as to share that love with that. But I think that, you know, it's you're creating an opportunity for someone to have an interview done, right? You can be like, hey, well, I was recently interviewed, and here's the spotlight of this, and here's me. Like, there is power in the ability to give that to someone, but I think beyond that, to not just be like, oh yeah, like bro, we'll link. Like it's not, it's not link. It's just you know, we don't, we don't link. We have a conversation, and it's mm -hmm. real. Yeah. And I, I think that, um, I, I almost feel like there's the the intimacy actually through Zoom and kind of con, you know contemporalizing. That's not a word, but kind of making bring it to the space of like I do think that people can almost think better. And I'm curious what you guys think as far as the difference between like your in-person and now is like, I, I think when I do this and like this format, like I've only ever done the show in, in this format with Rick. I've never, we've never been in the same room to do the show, but like the fact that I can kind of like sit kind of just, we're going to get real meta here, I guess, but just like I can sit and kind of just like, I'm going to choose to look over at this person and now over here. And then I can kind of sit and like actually listen and like not have, you know, to deal, worry about literally being live in front of people, but I am technically live on a show. So I'm curious, like that intimacy, that spirituality, like, do you feel like it's, is it, is it, is it less now or has it, has it kind of just shifted in a way and, and maybe the good and, and bad of both of those? I think it's like delayed because, mm, yeah. uh, because of the obvious reason Zoom kind of makes it hard uh, though we do do an audio podcast, we do talk on Zoom because I think you have to be looking at the person that you're talking to them. It's yeah, really yeah. hard to have a conversation the way we do uh, if it was just over the phone. Um, so we do still get some of that spiritual connection. Um, I do 
definitely miss that. Uh, it's been fortunate that a lot of the people that we've talked to on Zoom have been people we are already familiar with. Um, I'm curious what's going to happen when we do a Zoom interview with someone that we've never met before mm -hmm. uh, and see what the energy is. Um, but I, I think it's still there. It's just, yeah, like a little bit of a delay. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. Marina, what do you think? I mean, definitely. Um, I'm I'm going to come off sounding like such like a new age guru, which like I'm not. I'm all about like... that. I'll grab my crystals. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're all um, about that. Is everybody charged? Did everybody recharge yes. their crystal? Yeah. Um, I put my but... crystals in the moonlight. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I definitely, I'm a person that like feeds off of like the tangible energy from like mm. being near other people. Um, and at first it was super hard, but I will say, especially for like, our series with like with the with the great rivers artists too like it the the format of zoom to jake's point definitely made me more conscious of the, the my my critical lens you know what i mean yeah so it was like it, it was a little bit easier to be like critical or on the maybe like slightly more academic side of things mm -hmm. because it was a little bit more formal in that way like for some reason like the zoom format feels more formal because it is just like physically removed yeah. whereas like being in it's almost like being in like communion with 100%. artists when you're like recording in the same space in a way um so it felt a little bit more like more more formal and i was able to like put my big girl um, cowboy hat on <laughs> in that instance i was so hoping you were gonna say cowboy hat. <laughs> and you did it was perfect well and sorry now this will be my last point about this is but i what i think it does is it kind of democratizes the experience because my favorite meme about podcasts in the world is there's a picture of like three women like kind of like enjoying ice cream together or something and they're like laughing and it's like hot and it's a static image and then there's this kid standing next to that ad on the wall eating ice cream and going like totally basically to that yeah. picture and i think that they're being like you know, you two and the artists in the room, it's kind of like we get to like, you know, listen through the peephole or something. That's not what a peephole is for. But whereas <laughs> if we're all here. Good one, Jake. Thank you. Audio engineer uh, Jake Leach, everybody. Let's give him a round of applause. <laughs> okay. Don't act like when you're trying to find like someone's house, like you don't turn down the music in your car. I do. Okay. I literally oh, 100%. do. 100%. It doesn't make sense. And, but it, you know, whatever. Anyway. I love you, Jake. Thank you. I you love just you make too. so few mistakes. Sometimes I have to jump on one. No, please <laughs> knock me down a peg. But what I feel like is is like the audience member is also digitally watching this conversation happen, mm -hmm. and we are all in a unit. So that I feel like in a way the the audience member almost becomes equivalent to those who had this conversation in the first place. Like it actually kind of brings it a little bit closer, even though we are so far apart. Mm -hmm. And I, no one needs mm -hmm. to respond to that necessarily if like, if you don't want to. But I I think that um, speaking to the idea of like spirituality and the connectivity of these conversations i think um i personally think is is not lost i think it's just it's just changed you know absolutely and i, I think it's the people who are in the conversation that matters most and i, I think you guys 100 percent uh get that across that when you talk to your artists like you it's not just like yo it's not link it's like 
I love your work and here's why, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like this Midwestern kind of like, and I'm doing it in real time, actually, as I do it right now, like embarrassing yourself, complimenting someone. <laughs> because, you know, it's like you need, we need that. We need people to be that humble pie Midwestern, like, I love your shit and here's why. Yeah. And, but we're also going to get into like the form formality of it at the same time. I, I had this, I had this really amazing moment when I was in, uh let's see third grade third grade where i was playing soccer at recess with yeah. this new kid and he had really long fingernails but it's okay i was willing to let that slide and he we like we like connected and we liked a lot of the same shit and we were talking afterwards and we were going in after recess like we were you know when all the kids are like crunched together in these brown hallways after recess with those like last moments of joy just slipping like sand through our fingers. And he looked over at me and he was like, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Are we friends? And I was like, wow. I was like, yeah, bro, we're yeah, friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and friends tell friends to like check out a nail clipper. Oh. <laughs> Clip that. <laughs> Maybe and he played guitar or something. He needed those I don't, formal. It was on Guitar both hands, <laughs> so that's unless no. unless he had no. unless he was like a very special guy. He was yeah. a very special guy, and and he just like he just had this moment. I, I think this moment of insight. Who knows if that was like a practice? But just like I want to make sure we're friends. Like before I go off into the the desolation of the rest of the day at school. Like just give yeah. me that. And I was like, yeah, dude, we're friends. And I thought that was really cool. And like. Sometimes, like, in these virtual spaces, in these digital worlds, we have to, like, be more than what we are in person to communicate the energy that we are, are trying to, to communicate to one another. Like, I don't speak with my hands, but when we are doing a show together, like, sometimes I need to emphasize or let you know that, like, my heart is open. And we have to, yeah. like, be more of ourselves in those spaces which is also just like a good exploration and like hey i like you guys i'm really happy you're here like i have to tell you that not just like you don't just pick it up from osmosis through being in the same same room as me oh 100 and just to like kind of further that point too i feel like as far as like the value that the doing the podcast has brought to me as a person is being able to have these conversations like I've found I've become more like comfortable with myself which mm. is weird you know what I mean yeah but like that's what art has always done for me throughout my entire life I don't create anything but I find myself in it you know what I mean yeah and so being able to have these conversations and like be authentically like who you are in those conversations and like connect with somebody on that level, like that, that's insane that like I can do that. Nick, do you like, do you feel like that at all? Yeah, fully, fully agree. Yeah. Um, in the chat. Yeah. And thanks for sharing that in the chat. Little cyber angel says, I think also the intimacy has shifted by being on zoom because each person is in their own personal space and their personal environment is happening around them even though we're all detached from a physical space together. Like we're all at home together. And, and Nico reiterates that, that like at home changes the sense of comfort. So there is some, there is some value and in, in, in some connection there. It's like, I'm in my house. I'm not at your house. Like I, I'm not like petting Obi for the first time. 
<laughs> which like is great, but would also very distracting. Yes. I would love to pet Obi, please. Yes. Um, but but you know it 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 is nice to like be surrounded by our own comforts and and then trying to kind of coordinate those comforts across across space and time. Um, but yeah, we do have we do have our final segment here. I think it's a good time to switch over into that the the bloody mary is is starting to kick in so um i'm ready to party uh we got this uh final section here called 10 questions of triumph more of a lightning round we really need to get like a big something we need to get anyway i'm speaking that out we need an air horn is that what you're saying don't you yeah yeah jake jake is getting back at me for insulting him earlier about the people he's like rick remember we need we need some some sort of do you have now, the rick remember <laughs> pew 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 there it is thank you god so... in college my uh my old friend had a uh, people in the dorms and uh, i switched her people around at the beginning of the semester she didn't know for the whole semester so like anybody could go up and just see what was going on in there and that was, wow that, that was her performance like of privacy yeah <laughs> yeah that sounds like something you don't want to broadcast live to millions of people it's now eternally on the internet <laughs> remains nameless so it's fine we don't we couldn't possibly know who but yes poor mary um <laughs> no it was ellen costello she's so proud oh. of it it was you the beginning. Can throw that up there. It was the beginning of her her professional conceptual work. Yes. Oh my exactly. god, she lived on Zoom. The artist in the Sorry. room. Anyways, Nico says it was Conan actually. Yeah, it was Conan. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so I don't, I, let's see. How are we going to structure this since we have two guests? Yeah. Um, we'll go. We'll go first. But ladies, ladies first. I think. There we go. Oh. Was that rude? Okay. No. no. <laughs> Marina's extremely person offended, with the it? largest hat first. <laughs> yes, there we go. We're Large keep, hats we're, first. We're yes. keeping a neutral around here. Yeah. What That's is a big hat? Question number one is: What is one simple thing that you're trying to get good at? One simple thing that I'm trying to get good at. Um, um, um. That walking and talking. I don't know. At the same time. <laughs> at the same time. No, uh, one simple thing that I'm trying to get good at. Uh, yeah, we're just going to go with walking and talking. My ADD is so bad. So, like, being able to focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. That's the goal. There, there is, the uh, there is a, uh, there is a, um, a, a, a device that you might be interested in called the walkie-talkie. So, Google oh, that after the show. Yeah. Might help you I'm out. walkie and I'm talkie. <laughs> Nick, one simple thing that you're trying to get good at? Uh, probably right now it's just like self-love. Yeah, super simple. Thanks. Um, sure. the, <laughs> the, uh, Very simple. Loving myself. <laughs> this is the easiest thing we'll do all year. I need to get better at that. <laughs> Be nice to yourself. For real though. everyone. Yes, everyone. Marina, what is your favorite type of gum? Uh, Orbit, the teal pack. I think it's winter mint. Winter mint. Okay. Mm. Uh, yeah. And and Nick. Um. Uh. Probably juicy fruit because it reminds me of my dad. But I actually don't like juicy. Is that because you don't like your dad? 
No, I love my dad. I just, uh, I think Juicy Fruit uh, has the, the smallest life of flavor, second to Zebra Stripe. Yeah. And uh, it has a bad texture. Zebra Stripe Maybe gets shit on. <laughs> Zebra Stripe always gets shit on here. And like, maybe they really weren't does. trying to make a lasting flavor. <laughs> Jake's gone. Yeah. <laughs> they just want you to like eat it like candy. What are and then you gotta buy more. gum? It's not a meal. Like, what do we need? <laughs> I chewed a piece no, of gum. I chewed like a piece of, go ahead. Go no, 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 I was no, just you're gonna next. say the cost benefit of juicy food is like terrible. Oh, it's so horrible. I, it's absolutely trash. I completely yeah. agree. I, I chewed a piece and a half of five gum the other day for about an hour, which is my favorite type of gum. And we would really oh, like to five be, gum, shout out. We would episode. really like to be sponsored by five gum personally. Stimulate your senses. Stimulate your senses. Uh, <laughs> And my jaw hurt for like my jaw's been hurting for like a solid four days after chewing chewing one and a half pieces of gum and wow and like fuck I'm old. Uh, <laughs> old Rick. Little Cyber Angel asks, "You all ever had Bubblelicious though?" Bubblelicious is very good. Let me tell you what though, I hate Big Red. Fuck Big oh. Red. That's Don't even rude. get me started. Did you ever lick the Big Red wrapper? And stick I it on your it. forehead. I licked a big. I licked a bit yeah. the, the first week before starting high school. Somebody dared me to lick a big red wrapper and put it on my head. And it turns your whole forehead like red. You get like a red square it from it. So I went to my first week of high school with a big red square on my forehead for being an idiot and licking. Wow. Big red. That's all high school for. They call her big red all four years. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I'm still big red nico says hot take gum is just bad candy that has separation anxiety whoa no it is a hot take it's like a big that's a big red take right there that is a big red take um i'll jump in here um marina have you ever successfully completed a game of monopoly absolutely not no 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 Nick, how about you yeah, I used to play Speed Monopoly a lot with my dad and my brother. We had the NFL edition, and it, we would play it on a little tiny trampoline, though, because we didn't have a table. And so, like, the chances of it being finished were slim, because any knee movement, you'd send the whole board flying up, or anytime you were losing, you'd send the whole board flying up as you. Uh, but we, yeah, we did, we did finish a lot. I don't think I ever finished a real game. No. So I don't know if that really is the, the true answer. Do you guys have gotcha. the, the Juicy Fruit edition of Monopoly? <laughs> No, they had the big red one. That's Thanks, Dan. Oh, that's why he yeah. hates it. Fuck yeah. Monopoly. Yeah, yeah, like apparently Monopoly is like disrespect disrespected in the in the board game industry. We learned that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um Little Cyber Little Cyber Angel says sometimes <laughs> after chewing gum for a long time I get a headache or my jaw hurts. Yeah, I know. Like that's getting old. Getting old is Dude. not being able to chew gum anymore. It's like this... Or eat anything without oh. a stomachache. Yeah. You can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Exactly. Is See, it simple we're, to learn? That's, that's too complicated for me. I'm working on the walking and talking, walking and chewing gum. That's a whole other that's, level. That's, that's next after level. that. Exactly. I yeah, that's not that. something simple that you're trying to get good at. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's complicated. Marina. So, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Rick. You're good? S- s- you want to rock, paper, scissors for it? <laughs> okay. Ready? Yeah. Do it now. Okay, on, here, on, on camera. Rock, paper, scissors, yeah. shoot. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Wow. This is gonna Even with the delay, we got a tie. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. <laughs> Are you kidding Another tie. Let's say it at the same time. Okay. Good old rock. Marina. That. Marina. Dream, Dream job. job. No, no holds, holds barred. barred. Wait, are you kidding me? 
Hold on. That's so funny that you mentioned this because I found a tweet from my defunct Twitter from 2014 that does have my dream job in it. No way. And it is makeup artist surf yogi who appraises art and curates collections on the side in a really dope city by the beach. (laughs) (laughs) And it hasn't changed a day since 2014. And and it's still the same and I'm going to maintain it. And and it was the truest thing I've ever tweeted. It is. I only say true things, especially on the internet. Only spits the truth. I don't even want Nick to answer this because that was too good. Thank you. Um, So, uh, Nick, shooting over to you, Nickelodeon Cartoon Network or the Disney Channel? Nickelodeon. Okay. You're biased. His name. Yeah, I guess so. I should actually say no because kids called me Nickelodeon and I fucking hated it. Uh... Or Nick at Night. Nick at Night is Nick. <laughs> at, like Nick at Night is a vibe, though. It is uh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Lucy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say I'm sorry, but I hate the Disney Channel. Oh, me too. Yeah. Me too. I'm right I there with Disney, you. I hate Disney Channel TV shows. I hate any kid that got popular from Disney Channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there's not a good lineage with that. With that channel. Yeah, fuck you, Zach Efron. <laughs> For real. <laughs> For real. Does he still have the same like surfer boy brown haircut that he's had abs for his whole life? No, no he, he's he's incredibly attractive still. God damn. I think he's too hot just, just for me to like. Some people <laughs> just some people just get hotter as they age, and it's Ugh. very <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, to both of you, well, I'll start with Marina. Um, Squirtle, Charmander, or Bulbasaur? Squirtle. Are you kidding Bulbasaur. me? Yeah. Yeah, wait, Nick, Nick, hold on, hold on, hold on. Excuse me, what did you say? Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur? Rick, it's happening. Bulbasaur every Rick, day. It's happening. Rick, it's Bulbasaur? happening. Rick. Bulbasaur? Bulbasaur is the most every fucking time. Trash. I picked him every Stop. time. It's the most trash ass shit you could ever pick. <laughs> oh. What are you, a come vegan? <laughs> what? Are you a fucking salad eating bird vegan? You gonna vine lash me? No, dude. I'm gonna fucking leech seed you and take all your energy. <laughs> hey, I'm all about the leech. It's seed. a game. It, I mean, that's the, the, it's, it's shitheads and, and game breakers. I'm gonna solar blast you. It's it's just You're full of, full of shitheads and game breakers. Bulbasaurs are <laughs> can't play the fucking real game. Wow, eating salads. I, I've I I've been waiting for this moment for about six to seven weeks since that's how long i've been on the show we've not had a single bulb nobody's picked every, bulbasaur yet no not a single person and rick's like oh, oh i pick bulbasaur every time i can't wait to just freaking annihilate <laughs> that person i gotta be honest nick you held your own much yeah. like i honestly think bulbasaur would so yeah. sorry rick i i you know i'm that's gonna be honest fine. i think that's he held fine. his own nico says i support effective nico says <laughs> nico says i support nick here i just because both your names start with <laughs> Nick. Neek. Yeah. I got a Bulbasaur vibe going here. I got a blue really body do. and a green I was top. Say. That's... <laughs> I'm through. This show's. I'm. Jake, this is your show. I now. got the rest. I'm I fucking guess. over okay. it. <laughs> All right, Rick, you go take a sec. You cool down. Uh, Marina, while driving, are you usually the giver or the receiver of the finger? Uh. <laughs> that sounds bad. Well, 
Both. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's Both. a fair play. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that. Yeah. It's that messy lifestyle. That's what I lead to. Like I'm, I'm swerving, being a dick, but I'm also like, I'm teaching with my driving. You know, you have to teach the people, you know, how mm -hmm. how to do it right. And I think that inevitably there's a, a giving and receiving. You know, with with that. So. Yeah, I mean, I am a mess. So both. Is is that your whip in the background, by the way? My what? Your your whip. Is that your whip in the background? Your oh, whip? the Honda Element. Yeah. Yeah. Do you look at her? I love the Honda Element. I'm a big fan of the Element. Uh, there's a guy in my high school who um, his nickname was Box, just Box Head. Okay. And I always oh. wanted to do like a portrait series of Box in Box, Box on Box, Box under Box. <laughs> like Box just being around Box. But I love her. She's she's my queen. She's my chariot. Does she have a name? No. Okay, oh, <laughs> Ellie, the Queen Chariot Element. My my favorite thing is, and I've, I'm curious. I, I ask this of every Element owner, and I know you're now number three or four. It's because you can open up the suicide doors, right? Mm -hmm. So you can mm -hmm. do that. In the ad for the for that car, they always had someone throwing a frisbee through the car, <laughs> and that like it was like the El Honda Element. It's part of a fun lifestyle. Like you can throw a frisbee through the car. How many cars can you do that with? And I'm just curious Whoa. if you've ever done that, and if you haven't. Could you record it and send it to us? Okay, so I, I've never done that, but um, when Nick was home for quarantine, we did play, like, like a, an absurd amount of disc golf. So I do have several Frisbees Hell in yeah. my car. Discs, I'm I'd sorry. I'd say a yes, normal say discs, amount of please. disc golf. Let's be formal, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have a certain number of, of discs in my car, so I could make that happen theoretically. Okay, mm, yeah. good. Thank you. Yeah, I, you know, I, you know what the the worst take on a box car is. What's that? The Kia Soul. Yeah, agree. No, fully agree. Uh, Fuck it, the Kia Soul. It's the worst car ever made. Okay, you guys, the newest the model stupid gerbil is no. pretty cool. No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> the Honda Element is everything. It is. Also, there the Nissan no Cube is kind of lame. The cube yeah. kind of sucks. Even though my but the Scion car... XB was my favorite. So yeah, yeah, yeah. XB is XB, the shit. XB is no the question. shit. The Kia Soul, like if you get into a Kia Soul, I used to drive cars. I used to transport cars for a living. As a long story. But uh, <laughs> the Kia Souls from like 2016 had Soul written as a pattern that they put completely wrapping around each seat. Like that's pretty it, sick. It, it's not sick. It's no, literally it not sick. It's the most cool. trash ass shit I've ever seen. <laughs> the Kia Soul is like, literally the worst car ever made. I'm just gonna die no, on that that's hill. That's like having an inspirational quote on yeah. anything. Yeah, that's like, like that's live, laugh, cool. love in your kitchen. I, Rick, I was just gonna say, how many cars live, laugh, love their own car? That does right. not. I'm not helping myself out here, but there's a Kia Soul in St. Louis that's lime green and the license plate says Bulba. You are not helping yourself out. Is here. that your car? I I went it's on not to... my car, but every time I see, it, I'm like, yeah. I have yeah. I have this Reddit Reddit article pulled up right here. Uh, that is here are some of reasons here are some of the reasons why Bulbasaur is the worst. Number one, no one will respect you. People will laugh at you for your decision, and no one will take you seriously as a trainer. Wow, that's hey, all number you guys one. That's just one. Squirtle. Squirtle. Win in a fight every time, Bulbasaur. <laughs> Charizard and Blastoise can be used in aid to aid in transportation, while Venusaur is useless in this regard. 
Uh, Nico says, I have to jump in and say that the ugliest car ever made is the Fiat Multipla. Google it. Um, Anything Fiat sucks. Yeah, most Fiat cars Fiat suck. is like many took, like, like many smoked the wrong strain. If, if many went to a state school, that's what I think. That's, <laughs> oh, that's God. <laughs> and I can say that. I went to a state school, okay? So I can say that. <laughs> Thank you. But anyway. The Fiat, um, the fiat Multipla. Oh, Ew. that is sick. It's kind of oh, sick. Oh, Jay, look at that one with the body kit. Oh, And that pink one. Those are both sick. Wow. Also, the one with the people sitting next to it. What's up with that? Yeah. yeah, wait, no, I need more information on that. What is happening there? That's how much, that's probably like how much you can fit. Why you should love wow. the Fiat Multipla by Matteo Licata. Oh, uh, my boy Matteo. That's like the car that you rent in Europe that's like the large SUV. <laughs> this hot pink is kind of, this hot pink and gold is kind of hot. Dude, yeah. that's why. That's like a bulb sort of car. <laughs> it does look like Baldassar, actually. Get the fuck out of here. Is that over. like Suicide Doors? I hope so. Fiat made two cars and accidentally cut them together. That's what Nico oh, says. God. Where are we at um, in the list, Jake? Gross. Yes. So, um, Marina, what are your thoughts on quinoa? Uh, that actually refers to another tweet that I tweeted once, you, which was, clairvoyant. how do I know if I like quinoa? And that's my thought. Not I mean, it's good. It. Like I like, I don't know. I don't. I don't eat grains too too much. But sure, throw some quinoa in there. Why yeah. not? I hear it. Sage of the Sloth says the bulb on the bulb on the dashboard. Hmm. Apparently, apparently that's okay. the Bulbasaur vibe. But Nick, uh, what are your thoughts on a quinoa? That's fine. I prefer rice white rice but quinoa is fine i don't know i don't like it or hate it it's like why like why not rice that's my question yeah i don't go out of my way to get quinoa yeah i agree i we've yet to receive although a, i do love a... there's that commercial where this dude's like shopping he's like what the fuck is quinoa <laughs> mm. that yeah, always made me laugh it's like remember when people couldn't say chipotle for like three years yeah my mom oh, still yeah. says chipotle Chipotle. I remember those commercials where they called it out on themselves. They're like Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle. The yeah. the Jack in the Box commercials. I, I think that's it was what Jack they in the were. Box. Yeah, because Jack in the Box, like that's the kind of trash that I grew up in. Is like my first yeah. entrance to the word Chipotle was through Jack in the Box, which is superior fast food. But that's uh, a question, or a topic for another time. And and then yeah, like. First of all, where did the jackhead antennas go, and why aren't they still popular? And second of all, everybody kept stealing. Yeah, but second of all, like for for like a series of three years, nobody could say Chipotle, and it really irked yeah. me. I will say that I did hear a human person say Chipotopoli. One time. No, <laughs> I, it would not. This story would not be fun if I was lying. I have no reason to lie. A human said in my presence, Chipotopoli, and I was just like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. In the same vein as that, out. I used to work at Subway, and this person, when they had the chicken teriyaki sandwiches, someone said, can I get the chicken teriyaki? I am not kidding. <laughs> That's just fun. That's just a good time. <laughs> the pea pterodactyl. Oh, my God. That's bad. Good. <laughs> Somehow we're going to transition from that into this question. Uh, Marina, 
do you have a meditation practice or a similar way of relaxing or connecting to your world? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so I have this like issue where I can't shut my brain off at night. And so I have like a badass nighttime routine, which entails a ginger turmeric tea mm. from Trader Joe's, um, oh low, low kitchen light. Um, I have, God, I really do sound like a new age guru. I love that. It's all good. Um, I do gratitude lists every day, sometimes twice a day, depending on, uh, the, the degree of, um, uh, hardness of the day. Mm. And, um, yeah, that's how I do like a gratitude list at night or in the morning um and then usually my brain gets shut off and i do comfort show and audiobook and that's my meditative practice it's a solid it's a solid plan <laughs> I feel solid program right did like, you like i just <laughs> have you released your your eight step pro are you releasing your eight step program in season two of cool whip yeah it's seven and a half, seven and um, a half steps. it's the expedited version it's like what's the half step what what was the half step uh, just half step is is a quick dance. So oh, I see. That's the yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's the final component of that's that. fitting. Yeah. 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 There you go. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all look forward to that. So um, subscribe, like, and comment, and follow Marina on Instagram to to see the seven and a half step plan. Nick, yep. same question to you. Do you have a? Are you probably just gonna say some shit about waking up at six a.m. and going to the beach because you live in Hawaii? But, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I try to, to get 20 minutes a day. Usually it's like lately it's been 10, uh, I try to do 10 in the morning, 10 at night. Uh, it makes it easier that I can go to the beach cause I leave my phone in a car hidden so no one steals it. Uh, and then I will sit on the beach for a while and meditate and also, uh, try to not infringe on the homeless people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it. Hawaii has morning the specifically. highest homeless population, uh, unhoused population yeah, they're, they're everywhere. In, in the country the states yeah. but but as, uh, opposed to chicago i used to live in chicago uh they don't bother you here i mean they just do their own thing we're in chicago like constantly being asked for money etc homeless and houseless says laura yeah i think at chicago like if in your if you're in the loop then like you know you get what you you get what you asked for yeah. for sure yeah. like i will that's... say the general population though like like everyday people uh, which is everyone, all all humans. I do feel like in Chicago, people are just like they got somewhere to go, and mm-hmm. that yeah. is where I am, for the record, for the world. I am in Chicago right now. You it's got your like, walking face. Like when you when you walk in St. Louis, people are like, "How are who are you? Why are you walking? People don't walk here. What are you doing?" Where Chicago, mm-hmm. like, I I could wear a clown suit and people are like, "I don't I don't care. I'm just, <laughs> just keep going. I I got stuff to do. No one's gonna bother me." So it they keep. I noticed that when I came back to St. Louis from Chicago, I was like why are you walking anywhere? Like, where are you going? It was suspect. Like, even, like, just seeing someone out on the street, I was like, what the fuck's going on? But in Chicago, that's how you get everywhere. Exactly. Mm, yeah. It's it's a sus act to walk in, in St. Louis. So our, our final question here is, um, you know, for the both of you, and and we'll, we'll adjust it a little bit, uh, what is the most memorable <laughs> – wise guy Mafia says sus – um, what is the most memorable response you've received about your work? But we'll talk about it in the context of Cool Whip. Like, what is the most memorable response you've received uh, about 
Cool Whip or in response to Cool Whip? Uh, probably James McAnally saying he listens to it. Yeah. That's pretty ballin'. Yeah, yeah, he does not listen to podcasts, and so for us to be able to get into his ears is is uh, pretty big. So we appreciate him. Yeah, we also got um, uh, the chief curator at Can sent uh, very nice notes to us as well when we did um, when we did the Can series, and that. Yeah, that she said me. we keep, we keep her up on St. Louis. Nice. Artists, so that felt <laughs> wow. cool. How do you pronounce their name? Was Wasan 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 Yeah Yeah Also like an edit an addendum to that I I also love when my friends that like did not care about art at all like will screenshot me like that they're listening to the episode or mm. like text me like something funny like from the episode it gets me every time like mm-hmm. I love that I think it's so cool that they listen and that they're like hearing these conversations and that they're like entertaining to them because I think it's cool and Absolutely. I feel like Nick thinks it's cool but like having somebody that like doesn't do isn't like in the art scene mm-hmm. respond to it and be like I love it that's like what i live for. yeah that's like extra yeah. it's like kind of like okay it's to be expected like all the people in the art scene vibe this know this but like when you get somebody who you know is an accountant and they're like oh wow i didn't know and it's like oh shit okay this is actually doing what it's supposed to do i yeah. I, I felt very much like the mission of <clears throat> any sort of like journalistic space is just like you can learn anything from anyone like mm-hmm. literally like we shouldn't just interview people that we we love and respect like we should just literally interview any human being on planet earth and mm-hmm. you will get something out of it that you could have never expected you know 100%. and I, I but i i think too is that you getting that from an audience perspective is just as powerful mm-hmm. you know someone inter, in, in in taking in your you know conversation with an artist can be just as just as meaningful on the same end yeah and and unfortunately, you know, it's it's time to wrap up. But fortunately, you know, Jake always reminds me that it's better to say too little than it is to say too much. And that's something that I have to remind myself because, you know, we could talk. I feel like we just started talking and Honestly. we could talk for like two more hours and like actually get into something. But we'll save that for a later date for sure. And and we appreciate yeah, you all. And uh, continue this conversation on Cool Up with you guys. Ooh. Season two. Oh. Yeah, we'll be down. Season three. Season three. Yeah, shout out season three. Season three, coming up next. So yeah, keep your eyes open for that. And and, um, I'm going to say it now, and then I'm going to kick it over to you. So in the next moments, think about what you're going to leave, what you're going to say to leave everyone off with. But what I want to say to our guests and to our viewers is thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for traveling with us today. Um, Definitely support Cool Whip if you can. Uh, I'm going to drop their links in the chat. Follow them. That's free. Check out their website. That's free. And if you got some money to spare, go over to the GoFundMe and help make season two the best it can be. It seems like they're going to do it, you know, even if they don't get the full million dollars that they're asking for. But <laughs> if they, you know, the more money that they have, even if it's, you know, I'm going to I'm going to donate, you know, six dollars later. It's like that's what I have to spare right now. The the six dollars that you have, if you have that extra Go over there to the GoFundMe and, and send that their way. Um, and then we'll just go around the table 
starting with Nick, final thoughts that you want to leave our audience with today? Um, I just want to appreciate everybody for, you know, being here for supporting both travel agency and cool with, um, it's nice to have an audience to talk yeah. to, but we would do this even if we didn't. Uh, so thank you for being here for this. Uh, I also wanted to promote that we have a Instagram for cool with, uh, that is not really, uh, as, as fully formed as silver spaces, but we're going to get there and it's cool with official. Yeah, cool uh, with underscore official. We have that link in the chat there. Yeah, so uh, follow that uh, for cool cool with specific things. Um, but no, yeah, if you guys have any feedback on what we're doing right or wrong, please feel free to reach out and uh, give us five stars. Yeah, and let's get some love in the chat for cool whip here. If you got some hearts, drop hearts in the chat. Also, if anybody has any connections with Good and Gather, we would like a sponsorship. Mm -hmm. So yes. please. Where's our target, folks? Let's get them in. Get them in the chat. Marina, yeah. the final thoughts that you're going to leave us with today, the, the final proclamation of Sunday, December 13th, 2020. Oh, God. Um, final proclamation. A, just want to echo Nick, say thank you all so much for, for having us. This has been so fun. Um, and, you know, we love what you do. And this is, I don't know, the more the merrier. We just love talking with you. Um, Thank you. But yeah, be nice to yourself. Happy Sunday. Support the arts in mm -hmm. all forms. Do what you can. Uh, be nice to yourself. Be nice to other people right now. That's yeah. all I have. <laughs> We're getting a lot of love in the chat. Thanks for all the hearts in the chat. Jake, what you um, got, buddy? Well, Rick, I mean, it's been fun being a member of Art Brunch. I have now, obviously, as we talked about, switched over to the Cool Whip show. And yeah, so I just I just want to say thank you, you for, you know, my time with you. And yeah, it's you my really pleasure. Grew me and blossomed me to become who I am so that I could be cool enough for Nick and Marina to want to have me on their show because they're like, mm -hmm. Jake, you got to be a little cooler. I was mm. like, OK, so I joined this thing and now here we are. So um, I just want to say thank you for everything you've done for me. But um, we won't be speaking ever again. Okay. So. Thanks. Thanks, Jake. Um, yeah. <laughs> and on that note, I just, you know, I want to say goodbye first to Jake Leach. Um, it was a good run. It was, it was something that was special for a time in our lives. And like, I understand, I understand the desire to, to go to something that's been going on a little bit longer than this, you know, but, but we're going to sustain ourselves and we're, we're going to move, we're going to, we're going to continue moving forward with the travel agency and with our brunch, whether Jake is here or not. And honestly, I think it's, it's probably for the best. Um, <laughs> you can't hear Jake, but, but, uh, but, you know, uh, Little Cyber Angel says, where is Jake going? And Laura Shilly has a cryy face. It's, I'm going to bring you all back. It's a joke, guys. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. He's still here. Okay. He's it's still here. Okay. Okay. It's okay. But I do want to thank everyone for spending time with us today, uh, for watching the stream. Like, when you watch the stream, it helps us rise through the algorithm of Twitch. It helps us get new viewers. Uh, I am appreciative to everyone who's been hanging out and been watching us today. Um, all of the love in the chat has been well received. A special shout out to Cool Whip for being here. Um, it, is, it is a really exciting experience. Like, just being able to share in these moments. Like, I didn't tell him this 
live on the air, but uh, I, I've been like stalking Nick for, for years because I, I really like his paintings and I think that we work in a similar fashion and his paintings are beautiful. And I was getting closer and closer to sending that Instagram DM saying, hey, what's up, bud? I like you, I wanna hang out and, and talk about paintings. But then he moved to, he moved to Hawaii and I, I said, my time is gone. I lost my chance, I lost my moment, but I didn't. So we're here and now I'm talking to him as, as Cool Whip and we're on even footing and we're gonna have a beautiful long lasting relationship. If you like the show, drop a follow. We really appreciate it. If you have a couple bucks to spare, uh, subscribe to the channel so you get ad free viewing and access to some cool and interesting stuff that we're doing in the future. Um, I'm going to drop uh, their GoFundMe link one more time. Laura Shilly with the follow, thank you for traveling with us. Um, and drop the GoFundMe one more time, drop Cool Whip's links, and drop our links. Uh, we'll be back next Sunday for the last show of the year with Quentin Ward. We're looking, really looking forward to that, and, and we will see you then. So take care, and have, have a wonderful day. Thanks for being here with us.